0: Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the away day show. Yep. One short again. (laughs) We're back at it again, but we've managed to be one short once more. Uh, Me and Antonio here on a Tuesday. Again, there's more action coming on tonight. So we're not going to have all the games covered, but a fair chunk of it. Gee, it's been an interesting sort of week, hasn't it? There have been some big losses, some big wins. Yeah,
1: it's showing like an early 2000s type of vibe in the (laughs) Premier League. Like, we're looking at Liverpool now trying to... Put a bit of gap on the rest of the teams, mm-hmm. which is something I've been a bit <laughs> questionable, <laughs> questionable about yeah. in the past. But um it's quite tight. Like mm. probably going back to West Ham, like you'd say apart from the fact that West Ham isn't a notable team, that yeah. anyone to that point, points-wise, is capable of going on and winning the Prem. Um I don't know. There's been a lot of inconsistency though from a lot of teams. Probably Every team at the moment, bar Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. are being inconsistent. Arsenal are dropping now two games in a row, which, yeah. in my opinion, is the end of their season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because I think you, we've already that. seen now that City are equal with them. Yeah. Um, only with a game in hand. As with not, a game in hand. Yeah. and like It would be, I think, naive of everyone to not believe that City aren't going to go on a run yeah. at some point. Yeah. Whether that run's going to be as prolific as it was in... Um, the past mm. in the past years, we'll wait and see. But yeah. it's it's definitely going to be hard for us. And I think at that point, there they definitely can go on. But I'd say that there's a very big question mark against their names now. Like out of them and Liverpool, you'd have to now. Even myself being so against Liverpool, put mm. Liverpool as the favourites, disregarding City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think City's definitely our favourite. Like, right now, yeah. I think every week that's going on. Getting closer and closer yeah. to that, yeah, that moment, right? I think that's the main reason why we didn't, like, disregard City at the start, yeah. like, but yeah, it looking like it could be a really, really close Prem, like a, back in the past when you used to see, like, Ferguson, Mourinho, um, Go, all these guys, yeah, 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 all these, all these people, um, going at it,
0: and like, you'd win the Prem with 80 points, and it's, a big one that you I've called been on it. You called the, it, but it's not. I, I called through. it early. Yeah, you could have very early as well. What was that? Probably match week 10, maybe 12? Like, yeah. like seven weeks ago, I reckon you called it.
1: I just saw the problem with I wouldn't even actually say a problem. I would say that's why the is the best league in the yeah. world is you now start looking at these teams. So in the past, we've had probably there was if we go back about 10 years, there was the there was a big four. Yeah. Then we know about the big six. Mm. Now we'd say, probably from last year, there was a big seven. Yeah. Now you've got Villa and West Ham. More so Villa than West Ham, because yeah. West Ham are only at the start yeah, of their yeah. little reign. Yeah. But more so
0: um, Villa. Mm. That's now like a biggish eight. You look at the table, like you can almost say it's a big top half now. Because you've got Chelsea who 10th. We're counting Brighton as an up-and-comer as well. West Ham are up-and-comer. Yeah. Then you've got Villa... And you've got, like, Man singing in, like, 7th, 8th. Newcastle now, who are the big Saudi club, in ninth. Like, technically, it's a big 10. And then you've got teams like Bournemouth, who are playing top 10 style of football at 12th. So now you've got a league that's, like, from top to bottom, outside of the bottom three. I think everyone tries to play expansive football. And that yeah. goes to show to me, like, that's progression, right? And that's what you said. You probably caught it right. I didn't think everyone would be this good. But... We're seeing now that, like you said, there's like 10 teams that play this whole ticky taka possession, you know, three at the back without the ball, uh, with the ball, four at the back without it, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's all, obviously, it's the PEP influence, right? The PEP's just brought it across, and now everyone's adapting to it. But you're right, it's exciting for the Prem. I just think, that, like,
1: the Prem itself, with all the broadcasting rights, with all the money it's bringing in, like, mm. the problem is the other leagues can't compete. And that's where you look at things like, Okay, so a middle-half um team in the La Liga, in the Serie A, mm. that's finishing even eighth, even as yeah, high yeah. as Lazio, yeah. are they going to go make the signings that Villa did, that West Ham did? Never. No. Even if they got rid of a 100 million so, um player, like we, we saw with Declan Rice, they're not going to go make those signings. So now we're seeing the middle clubs in the Prem poaching the best players from other leagues. Mm. So in itself, the Prem is the Super League. Yeah, it's it a So that's, premier, yeah. that's why the whole thing of like... I don't get why. I understand. I was actually talking about this with one of my mates. And I completely understand. And if I was Barcelona, Real Madrid, Madrid Napoli, um, AC, Juve, Bayern, I'd want the Super League so bad. (laughs) But if you're a Prem team, why would you? Because really, apart from probably about one team in in Germany, two teams, maybe three in um, Spain, a couple in Italy, Mm. one in France, there is not... In, look, you'd rather play for Luton, to be honest, yeah, than play yeah. for Sevilla at the yeah. moment, in my opinion. Like, there's more money. You get more money as a player playing for Luton, I reckon, than you would for, for Sevilla.
0: And the eyes as well. The eyes are the big thing. Because La Liga used to be that league where everyone was watching it, but now it's fallen off. Now Barcelona don't have the money. Yeah, Real Madrid need the money for that new stadium. Like, yeah, those, those clubs... That's why Perez and Barcelona are really behind the Super but League. But you,
1: you have to be if you're them, because without the, a Super League... Like, Where's where are that? they drawing the money from? <laughs> and that's question. where the, the Prems just got crazy at the moment because you're not seeing that, oh, the Prems got a lot of money at the moment, so there's a couple teams spending a bit more money. Yeah. But it's actually like a flow-on effect. Over the last five years, there's one extra team. <laughs> one extra team. There will soon be 10 teams who are splashing $100 million to $150 million
0: plus a year. That's the mark we're in now. Um, quickly on what I learned of the week and before we get into the game deeply... Um, It's on building your point, though. It's the whole Arsenal thing. Like, I've been a big fan of what Arsenal have done, but, you know, we're a big fan of their defence and how good they are. We're like, oh, they're grinding out results versus Luton, that's good and that's a championship type side. But once you start losing, you look back at these games and think, wait, is that the start of the downfall? Because it was, again, it was similar to a time last year, probably another five weeks in advance, that we saw them drop that game to Everton and then all of a sudden it started getting shaky. I think that Luton game, we can always pinpoint as the start of like the... The shakiness starting, right? In the words, that Wolves game they just got over the line. That Luton game, they just got over the line. Then you've got now, I think they've won two games out of the last five. They've like they've lost a fair few recently as well. The West Ham result was probably yeah. not the worst performance, but couldn't go over the line. They couldn't score goals. I think up front's their problem, right? And then you go on the weekend. That was even worse, I reckon, It's Fulham. Fulham, Polina, like it was Polinia, and the game before was that midfield trio of West Ham. But those midfielders are getting on top of the Arsenal midfielders. And it's starting to be a worry that they can't score enough goals and that they can't rely on the defence for everything. Like, as much as they've got some world-class defenders, you can't just say, oh, defence will win us everything. Because in the Premier League right now, like you said, teams 1 to 12 can basically put two past you any night. So that's what I learned from the weekend. I'm just worried that Arsenal, like you said, haven't quite got enough to compete this year.
1: Well, what I learned from the weekend is more, moving on from the point I just made, Mm. is the Premier League is the most, like, even it's been, I think, yeah, probably since before 2010? I think I, th- I think you're right though. I think you're right. Because like, really, any team on their day, like, I, li- I know, I know you say it's the, we've been saying for a long time, it's the pram. Any team on their day can yeah, like, yeah. take points off you. But like, genuinely your, your best pluck, you look at City. Mm. City lose Rodri Harland, they start <laughs> dropping points. It's yeah. not that they're playing, they're playing necessarily bad. It's just, they lose two important players. Mm. They start to drop more points than they do. Yeah. Whereas you go look at City in the past, City had KDB, KDB out for a while in other seasons. And no they had no striker. Yeah, they didn't do this before. Yeah. You look at Arsenal, Arsenal last year even, and I know maybe the the teams they've dropped points to necessarily haven't been haven't improved so much, but it's just scary how many the amount of teams that are good at the moment. Mm. It's just like you drop, you're going to drop points to everyone pretty much. Yeah, like and. That's the biggest problem of, about the big lock like, teams at the moment, and it can be a positive and a negative because less it than, therefore yeah. means you can win the league with a lot less points. Yeah, but, but you're going to be
0: competing all the way through, right?
1: Yeah, like we we're talking right from the start that oh, we're going to see Arsenal and City. They're going to go a big like the gap, big no, gap, the gap away. Right, but yeah. like, are they? I think there will be a gap at the end of the season, but are, is there going to be this big gap? I don't like, think it's going to be like, that gap.
0: They, I think it's going to be. Like, max maybe six points from, yeah. like, the top two to the... I think it's going to be very close. And, like, when you look at it, the thing for, Like, I guess building onto your yeah. point is fitness and this whole Asian Cup and AFCON's going to be a big deal because Tottenham had, like, eight guys go down in the weekend. Like, some stayed on, some didn't go. And then be, I look at Crystal Palace and in their game, they've got Elise and Eze back. And we've been saying they can't score a goal to save their life. All of a sudden, they're both back. they got a draw against City... Um, the unfortunate against Chelsea And they're going back to Brentford 3-1 Could have been 5-1 I think the fitness as We always say it We've talked about it all year Actually this period right now That we're, we're in With FA Cup With Carabao Cup Finals With African all this stuff, You need depth right? You need that squad depth and fitness But you're right you're, Like you said KD being Harland out Man City looked nothing like themselves yeah. On a small scale Crystal Palace without Elise And as they looked Like you know Towards a sort of 15th, 16th Now looking back to being that classic 11th, 12th so you're right, it's who's available and who you've got that's going to keep you in good positions. Because right now, if you're Tottenham, who I think are back in that sort of race again for the top four, they keep losing players, like Son's going away injured. If you're Arsenal, I think if you lose a Declan Rice, that midfield is looking scarily hollow again. Like, it's. we looked at Man United. look at Newcastle, they've both struggled with injuries. Yeah. Chelsea's just coming good after their injuries. Injuries, is a really big, big. Because you're saying, there's like 10 teams now. It's going to be a big, you know, big important point during December, January and February, I feel like.
1: We, yeah, it's just like any team really, as you are saying, there's there's, like tw- there's about 12 teams who are mm. currently, like, very good. Like, they, they would go to any other league and probably finish top six. Yeah. All 12 of those teams. Yeah. So, those 12 teams at home, even when City go there, Arsenal go there, that's not guaranteed points <laughs> no. like it was in the past. Yeah. And I know no game is guaranteed points, but, like, you don't pencil three points, and you're like, oh, like even like, oh, should I take? If you took a point from there, it's, it's not a good result. It's a bad result. It, is it a bad result? Like, what
0: is it? Like the last few years, though, those two teams be penciling in three points. That's what I'm cases. saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, do they now? Like, it can't be. Surely not. It's just
1: really hard. Like, you got a West Ham now.
0: That's not an easy. That's bit. so hard. They like
1: <laughs> the, the way they're playing football. The confidence they've got. Yeah. The crowd's going crazy.
0: Mm. You look at Brighton, they might have turned the corner. Well,
1: I think we were very. That, I, w- I did want to touch on this because I was thinking this midweek. We were really harsh on Brighton, I think. I think you guys weren't. I was. Brighton were on, I think, at that point because they're, not, they're on 33 now, I think. They've which... won
0: back to that game. We can quickly touch on Brighton's games. So you weren't going to go in depth on them. But, yep. well, let's have a look. So midweek, Brighton beat Spurs 4-2. Yep. 4 2. Yep. 4 0 up as well. Yeah, they'll 4 0 up. Uh, and then on the weekend, they went. Where's the Brighton? Oh they're up to come, they're coming up against West Ham. Sorry, they're coming up. That's a big game. For That's both massive teams. for both because I'd say I think if Brighton win, they go within a few points of West Ham.
1: Yeah, so, so looking at around. looking at Brighton, like at that time I think they were ninth. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> they've now I'm pretty sure gone have they gone over United? You,
0: no, just behind. Just, just behind. behind. Yeah.
1: But if they win, they'll go over United and they've got a game in hand. Like with the team they have, again, I still think they're overachieving. They're the yeah. one team who I would say like they're just playing system and they haven't brought the players in. You look at West Ham and Villa like don't get me wrong Unai and Moyes yeah. are doing Masters <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. they've also had the reinforcements yeah. that have helped their team. Like you look at Villa's team they've got a bit of depth. They've got people like Zaniolo coming off, off the bench. bench yeah.
0: like, International players off the bench. Yeah
1: like quality players you look at their defence they've got now I know um, Mings is
0: injured. He's there you've got Pau Torres you've got
1: Consa Pau Torres and Diego Carlos who are all very, very good players. You look at Diego Carlos and Pau Torres. Both of them have won Europa League. Yep. Both of them were considered a probably top five centre-back in the Liga. Mm. So this is where we're touching. They're just yeah. poaching all the players from the big leagues, which is quite good when, from a Premier League fan point of view. Mm. Quite sad from a football point of view because I think it was really good when we
0: had the different leagues. because well, When it was La Liga and Prem probably five, six years ago where La Liga probably easier for me. But now, like, I still think La Liga is probably the second best league in the world and not that far off. I reckon, I reckon Serie A is only
1: because, okay, so I think the best three teams in La Liga are better than the Serie A teams. I just think Serie A is a a little bit, Serie A is a bit like the Premier League just on a smaller scale that there's about eight or nine teams that are quite good and take points off each other. I would say it's a more entertaining league. Whether the players are better is up for debate. Yeah, it's all a bit of a Yeah, but the problem we're gonna get is how long can these teams without something like a Super League like how is this sustainable? Do they make their own league I without s- the Prem?
0: I still think they've got enough, especially those I think the French league though and the German league are in a bit of trouble. I think the German League is very good, but again, it's no not next to the La Liga's or the Syria. Yeah and like the football you know, talk about football being played. At least it's watchable, I think in my opinion. I think the is watchable Know, Serie A is watchable, but the French League and the German League, it's becoming not really watchable. I know, I know Leverkusen have I'm turned just it around.
1: concerned, and I'll tell you why I'm concerned. Probably more with the La Liga. I reckon the Serie A is the one that can keep going the most out of any of them. So you, you've touched on the French League and the German League. Mm. They're already pretty much under the bus. Mm. But you look at La Liga. So Barcelona don't have much money. Atletico haven't been splashing cash yeah. really in the last couple of years. So then you got Real Madrid and I know Real was are splashing the cash. But they got Perez there who's got a bit of money. But there's a reason Perez that wants to get out of the out of the Spanish yeah. state. There's a reason. They're not making money. They're losing money every year. Yeah. Most prem teams are, are making money. So they're losing money. So how long can Paris sustain continually buying the Bellinghams? Buying he wants to buy Mbappe. Yeah. He wants to. Do, in, in ten years' time, is that still sustainable if they're in the La Liga and the and keep poaching players and poaching players? Because you, never know, yeah. you get to a point where there's about seventeen, eighteen teams who would probably come like fourth in the La Liga, probably apart from the big three, they would come fourth. I reckon Ooh. they could get to a point. So Everton, I think, could start to spend a bit more money. Bournemouth could start to spend. fulham got. We'll spend a bit of money, I think. We've seen them do it in the past.
0: I think the league is a big jump, though. I still reckon the league is, like, you reckon Syria, I think the league is that league that is still, like, a high quality, especially the way they play football.
1: I think, yeah, but the league is high quality, but even they're lacking the fans even at the moment. With the Syria, the, the Italians are really getting around it still because they got, like, you look this, to me, there seems like a lot more rivalries and stuff that you see, like, in the Prem. There's more similarities. So you look yeah. at like the Milan Derby. That goes. That is one of the best derbies in the world. Like you, you put that one up there with like the River Plate Boca Juniors. Like yeah. the scenes of the fans. Like they're going mental. Fights are breaking out. And I know in England that doesn't necessarily happen too much anymore. But <laughs> police are there as so we are. Yeah,
0: we, you're not seeing that as much in La Liga anymore. And um, I don't know. It's it's a culture thing, though, right? Spanish, you don't get the Spanish fans fighting. No, but it's all about Atletico, them fighting. Even the, fan, even the fans. It's
1: it's dropped. You even look at teams like Barcelona. we have been critical on him. They, they want to go sign Mason Greenwood. Is that necessarily... <laughs> I know the Spanish fans don't seem to care because, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think I've actually heard a single nah. piece of abuse thrown to Greenwood in La, La Liga, which is really surprising because we were talking about this before. About the whole like, Saudi or... Yeah, the whole Turkey. Saudi thing. we like, oh, he's going to get abuse in the Prem, but Flynn was like big on... Or even if he goes to La, La Liga, he won't get the abuse he's going to get in the Prem. But he's still copped something. Like, mm. realistically, there's still a lot of people that... Like, you feel like if he came to Australia, he'd cop something.
0: <laughs> Am I what? wrong? You probably would. You probably wouldn't have like, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: it's really surprising that he hasn't copped anything. So that's probably where Barcelona, looking at him, like, do we care? Like, that player there, like, he, he's looked, goals and he's looked quite yeah. promising and... For 40 million,
0: but I've got to say 40 mils. I think it's a lot of unders for the moment for what he's doing, the output he's doing.
1: It's a lot of unders, but I feel like if you're a United, you take that as well. I'd never thought yeah. there'd be a time where you get over 20 million for Greenwood. We're saying, and yeah, we're talking like six months in,
0: yeah. We were just saying, yeah, a few months ago that you'd take 20 or just for the reputation to just get rid of the pl- but now that how <laughs> United are playing out, he is playing, there's oh. all these second guesses now, right? I think for 40 mil, though, I wouldn't bring him back. We'll touch, on we'll touch on that definitely yeah. at a later date. i will sort of rattled through some of the midweek results. The big one probably being Forest 3, Newcastle 1. Bournemouth beat Fulham 3-0. Sheffield United and Luton played a great 3-2 win for Luton. Liverpool did a 2-0 win over Burnley. United got a great come from behind 3-2 win over Villa. Wolves beat Brentford 4-1. Chelsea 2-1 over Palace City. Scraped past Everton 3-1. Brighton 4, Spurs 2. And then Arsenal nil West Ham 2. Just want to start, before we get into our strikers list with Luton 2, Chelsea 3 from the yeah. weekend. Um, Cole Palmer, right? Yeah, well... There's <laughs> not much else you can than Cole Palmer.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I always believed he was a really good player. But I, ha- I have to admit sometimes when I was proved wrong, I was saying... A couple episodes back, that I don't think he is world class, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going I'm not gonna pinpoint him at 20 years old yeah. playing what 20 Premier League games yeah. for Chelsea as world class. But the fact I made the assumption that I don't think he'll become world class
0: was pretty naive, in my opinion. I take it back to the was it the Manchester time. Some, some, I think we were sitting at a live watch song, and I said. And I just said it, and because I'd watch, a few, I'd literally watch two games, but I'm like, I think his ceiling could be as high as Phil Foden. and uh, and it was rogue, and it's probably still is rogue, but what we're seeing now is although
1: he's probably already got more output this year than Phil Foden has ever got in the season.
0: I, I just think he's his technical ability on the ball, I think is one of the best we've seen since like young you know players coming around. We've got a lot of young players in the league right now. I think next yeah. week we'll do like a young players list. That'll be very interesting. But in terms of English young players, his calmness and coolness on the ball is second to none. I think his—I kept saying his eye for a pass is like elite. Like I think he, he doesn't make them all, but he has his eye to see that pass is ridiculous. And now that you've got Lavia coming back and Enzo hopefully will stay fit now and they've got this new formation up front where Jackson sort of plays with a left forward and Broglie gives you that sort of physical presence up top. Now you can start seeing maybe try and try more things and be helped out to be free because right now Gallagher's their best builder and I that's laughable at best. That's just where Chelsea are. But what we're seeing yeah. from Cole Palmer now is as things get built around him, because we are saying this a few weeks ago, if things get you know built around him, like with Enzo, we will start seeing these guys show what they're all about. And I think Cole Palmer's just relishing the opportunities to play because he hasn't played proper football in the last two years. And I think he's got the ability to become a Phil Foden or one of these English superstars that sort of plays, can play in the 10, can play in the 8, can play out wide left. Because he's played all these positions so far this season. Well, I think it's just crazy to think
1: maybe that Pep let him go for 40 million. Because Pep mm. honestly thought that he had talent. Because you're not coming off the bench for 20 minutes a game at Man City, mm. the best team in the world, Yeah, if you don't have some sort of ability. And don't get me wrong, 40 million, obviously you got some sort of ability. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just surprised by that because getting rid of Mahrez, like... Off the right right now, he yeah. definitely could be could be playing. Utilised, I think yeah. like, he'd definitely start for them with Foden and Haaland. Like, I think he's better than Grealish. At
0: current point, to, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Is it just so that I think maybe Pep saw him as a purely number 10? Well, apparently, according to Pep, it wasn't him being
1: purely a number 10. It was the fact that he couldn't guarantee but game time. Palmer wanted game time. Yeah. And apparently, Pep is one of those managers that goes... If you want game time, you go. Then. You go. Yeah, like he's not gonna. He's not one of those hold, managers that just hold holds time. players.
0: Which is like, which makes sense. But then, like they now, you think with City, is this the the way to go at City? Is t- taking their young stars like Rico Lewis, Oscar Bob, all these young guys that come off. The, they're doing the same thing this year. These guys are playing those twenty minute spells. Yeah, that young seventeen year old I think who scored in a champion or whatever. He he's he's there as well. Like you got all these. They have become. Manchester United sort of and bringing up all the youth players and having these amazing youth players sitting around, is that the way you got Man City now just trying to nick all these? Because Cole Palmer right now is probably Chelsea's best player.
1: Yeah, so I don't. I definitely agree that you should try to go nick City's players because they definitely do have some up and coming youngsters mm. that are good. But the problem I have is you've seen it so much in football over the years. I don't get why City are selling them to rivals. And when they go to Chelsea, no finished twelve last yeah, year, yeah. are they really a direct <laughs> rival. That's. But they spend but one a one billion pounds. Yeah, so but yeah. They, they they realistically are a rival. They're 100%. a big club in the yeah. world. Yeah. They won the champions. They only a couple yeah. of years. They beat back in the champions. Yeah, Day. yeah. So I, I don't get it. Like I have no problem with City going. Oh, you know what? He's not going to start. He wants to leave. Give him game time. Send him out. Yeah. Like we'll sell him. He he's realistically a good player, but we've got better players. Fair enough. Yeah. That's big mentality. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a big yeah. mentality team. But I don't get why. Like realistically, like. Selling to a Chelsea, would you sell to a Liverpool? Would you sell that to an Arsenal? Would you sell...
0: You couldn't do that. It, that it's the same you, yeah. with,
1: like, how they were selling Zinchenko and Jesus to Arsenal. I yeah. never really understand it. Was a weird it. one. Like, no other team in the world would
0: ever do that. No. But Man City just met... They probably shouldn't get anyone off their books. And if... Like you said, the Prem Clubs have money now, so they probably just sell to any Prem Clubs and all Yeah. It's a funny
1: one. But, but like, yeah, like... Don't know, yeah. Hats off to Cole Palmer. He's been oh, yeah. excellent, like... All yeah, the way he plays, like he isn't just an output player either. Like he's so uh, technical on the ball. Yeah. He gets the ball, he drives down down the field. He tries to find a winger. Yeah. He's he's one of those players, if you if you watch him, it's a little bit like an Urzil. An so what would happen is he's that link-up player that he receives the ball mm. from one of the wingers, from a fullback, from another midfielder, but he's just in, always in that gap, which Fine is spaces. funny to say because we were talking about this a couple of weeks back and that traditional like I know he doesn't play as a 10 but he plays in the hole of a 10 so that traditional number
0: 10 has kind of disappeared you and basically play with two six and eight these days realistically you play he' like, with two, six, like six and eight.
1: always is in that hole and what you find is he plays exactly like the Urzils of the world where he gets the ball in the hole plays it out wide and he' always on the edge of the box for the cutback always receives. Always. Yeah. always so he's always like Receive the ball in space. Drives at a defender. From the defender, he hits out wide. From yeah. out wide, he's always that player just sitting in between the six-yard box and the 18-yard box around the penalty spot. And he's always there. And that's how he's nicked so many goals. It was what Flynn was actually saying mm. about Erdegaard. Yeah. It was what he was he was expecting from Erdegaard. He's always that player, edge of the box. He always Bam. gets it. Yeah, But I think the difference is, at the moment... Cole Palmer's clinical in front of goal. was what the difference is. See... That definitely is a factor, but mm. I think also a factor is when you, you're Arsenal and based off last year, there are a lot more defenders blocking the goal than yeah. you are at Chelsea. Yeah. Like, really, would Erdegaard have the space that Cole Palmer is getting at the moment? Never, no, never. No. I think that would definitely change. But yeah. You, you've seen this so many times. Like, at the start, when Bruno was at United. Oh, goals were fun because no one Bruno, no one knew who Bruno was. And don't <laughs> get me wrong, you're a Man United player. You're a Chelsea player. Mm. So you're going to get the attention. Yeah. But there's a difference between getting attention and being a superstar that like you actually spend hours and hours yeah. in your video analysis going through. And I don't think he has reached that point yet, but I think definitely now our teams are we, definitely going to be looking at it. You're going
0: to have to because this game here was that. It was him. I remember a few times him just like berating the centre-back like for not passing him the ball because he'd drop into a hole and want to you know, give that little one-two. <laughs> yeah. But this third, the third goal comes from a bit of a counter-attack but again, it was him finding a good space, driving at the defender. And even his finishes, the way he like, sits down the defenders and sits well, it, down the it
1: goalkeepers. It reminds me of like that, um, that Urzul in the Europa League. Yeah,
0: it just, when he just sits down and just little, little taps it in. Yeah. And like, this guy's too easy. And Medueke is scoring goals as well. Those yes. two, that little link-up's good as well. I think Chelsea... Oh, I, say it, I say it a lot. I think Chelsea may be finding who they need to play in what positions. It's just now, if they can get it going in that one direction. They've
1: definitely found some players out of I don't know if you say out of nowhere but some players that definitely um are very good players
0: but I still think there's enough of Chelsea squad that aren't good enough don't get me wrong that, that I understand that bit but I think they're just going to find he goes here here they're sort of filling the jigsaw pieces I think they found more of a interim fix
1: in yeah. the sense that I think they will definitely start to win more games than they were but I still don't think they're gonna Go and uh, yeah, win no. lots and lots. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, it's not that. I just think, at least now they've got the formula of like that type of player has to go there. That yeah, type of player yeah. has to go there, and that's good because then you can start buying with an idea, not just just splashing the cash. I think that's a positive. Like
1: you, we're good. Do you think that um, Potter system in a, in an essence allows the traditional number ten to play? Because you look at when he was at Tottenham, like Ericsson, Deli Alley. Deli Alli was yeah. Deli wasn't a workhorse. He was no. more of an output, skillful player. You'd would say Cole Palmer very similar though. But yeah, he's Cole. But the thing I think that Pep has had to adapt to is Cole Cole Palmer more starts in a front line and then yeah. drops in. Whereas yeah. in the past, the ten would start as a midfielder and progress and the, progress forward, yeah. which is like what the traditional ten is. Whereas now it's more like we have to take a player out of our one of our forwards
0: to make him a, to make him
1: that 10 if we want a 10, because otherwise we're not going to have enough midfielders tracking back and defending.
0: I still think the potch system has been adapted a little bit. It's definitely different what I thought it was going to be. But I think, though, if you're Chelsea right now, you just take Cole Palmer number 10 and sacrifice. When you've got Caicedo, or Enzo back there, you'd hope you'd be fine with those two sort of defending. So from that review really point, maybe you sacrifice a number eight to have two sixes and a 10. Yep. Because you've got to use what Cole Palmer's got.
1: We, I think really Enzo and Kaisada are kind of two sixes and they don't yeah. really need the output. Yeah. If you've got Cole Palmer in front of you, just sit you don't need the just, output. You look at yeah. the traditional teams back in the day when they had those excellent number 10s back
0: um, in front of them. like the 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, You've just exactly. got two centre midfielders that one might go but they basically both sit in and then you get licence for one to go because a winger might you know, tuck sit in, in and tuck in a bit more narrow. Yeah,
1: so I definitely think though that there is upside with Chelsea. I think the problem with Chelsea is you look at a starting eleven they could potentially have with the likes of Chilwell, Colwell, James. The problem though is, and this is my biggest problem, they're just not available enough. Yeah. And If you could get <laughs> Chilwell on the pitch, Colwell, on, um, Colwell does play, yeah. but I'm saying Rhys James. Rhys James is, on is, the pitch. Yeah. And you get like Lavia, Caicedo to swap with yeah. Enzo. Then you yeah. put Cole Palmer as that staple as the number 10. <sighs> like, maybe the they, they the need pre- a few, <laughs> few better players up top, but there's definitely a building blocks there, but mm. the thing is you start to question mark. Chuel, question mark, James, James question, <laughs> question mark. And they're two players that
0: really like That's your captain and vice captain, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like, <laughs> th-
1: your system really relies on it as well. Like mm. you look at how important the fullbacks are these and they're like they're not just two fullbacks that are good players. They're both world class fullbacks. Yeah. On when they're fit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For Chelsea, it's progress. I think I'm I'm happy where they're going, but again, yeah, next week it could be all hell again. They could lose five 0 Well,
1: we've seen the up and downs of many prem teams, yeah. probably any down from the top four. Like, yeah. obviously the top four have had their drops, but not too many. But anyone
0: Below from that.
1: Tottenham onwards, you we're worried that have bad you just don't know what week. We a little indeficiency and bang, three points lost. Yeah,
0: that's the prem. Um, we'll quickly we just shuffle over Crystal Palace three, Brentford one. As I said earlier, Eze and Elise were dominant in that game. Yep. Brentford are becoming a little bit more worried about them. And then Man City too. Sheffield United under one controlling game for Man City. Yeah. Had 82% possession. Pretty so typical
1: um, City performance. City at
0: home. Um, so let's do it. We've got here eventually. The striker list. Now, shout out to Flynn, who's not here. He's been waiting for this list for so many weeks. Then goes down with a stomach bug. So he's not able to hit it here for it. But we are going to do it. Striker list. At least I can't hopefully stuff up any yeah. positions this week. We've got no wingers in other positions this week. Um, get us kicked off, man. Number 10 for you in your striker list. Nunes. So I think he definitely deserves to be,
1: has a top 10 yeah. list. Purely on his actual output isn't bad. He's got five goals, six assists. When you look at how he's played. It has been... His performances are very, very good. Mm-hmm. He reminds you of those traditional strikers like the Benzemas and the Suarez. Mm-hmm. He's just lacking that final product at the moment. And we are talking about this before. He finds a final product and he is one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah. That is how simple it is. Like, he's got every. His game is really, like, well-rounded. Yeah. Like, he's got the pass. He we makes were the pass. We before, right? like, he could really be a number 10. Yeah. Like, but I definitely think his best position is striker because yeah. he's so close to being able to just find those finishes that he can't deserve to miss. Because the problem is he just builds pressure on himself as well. You see the pundits go out on him. Yeah. And even people like us, we're yeah. very, very critical on him because as a number nine, that is your number one priority. <laughs> put the ball you've got put the ball back in the net. It doesn't matter how it goes in there, just get the ball back in the in the back of the net. But if you've got the ability to do... Other stuff. You have got other parts of your game that other strikers don't have, yeah. and then you just got to tweak a little bit to get that final product.
0: It's just a confidence thing. I think it surely it's gonna come. The thing is, he gets so many chances. That's well, a good sign. Like it's ridiculous.
1: The highest of like, <laughs> I think he's got the most. The. XG to goal ratio is like the worst in the Prem and it's been locked out for 18 months, which starts to become concerning at this point. Bit. And we did mention this previously. When it starts to go for such a prolonged period of time, do you start to just think that he's
0: incapable? He but he scored goals at four. It's the end thing is he scores some ridiculous goals as well. He sometimes misses the easy one and scores the hard one. So I even think back to that Newcastle, the original, the reverse Newcastle yeah. picture. Those goals weren't like easy. No, got, no. There, there was across the keeper. Across the keeper. Obviously, he gets set up in those positions, but still, you've got to finish the chance. So he's got it in his bag. It's Just that we just need to see it, but consistently. And the thing that I always touch on, the frustration I have a lot of Manchester United wingers and other well, forwards in the Premier League is even stealing of the week, not passing the ball. This guy almost too much looks to pass first, and that's why he's got all these assists to Salah and you to and um, to Chota. But
1: do you think when? Salah there, it makes his life a lot easier in the sense that he doesn't need to be relied on yeah. as much. So you obviously, see him actually more as providing that final pass instead of having to finish it, which is suiting him at the moment. Yeah. But if he didn't have a Salah there, do you think there'd be a lot more pressure on A lot him? of pressure. Liverpool
0: won't be anywhere near, obviously, where they are. So that, that as such, everyone's like, what's wrong? See, you it's working here. at the moment. We yeah. looked
1: at the likes of... We've never really needed a Liverpool striker <laughs> to go and have our unbelievable <laughs> out. But you Look at how good Firmino, Firmino was. yeah. Ages ago yeah. now. But look how good he was. And he would only have 9, 10 goals a season, which is looking at the path that is going yeah. on. He's yeah. got 5 goals. I would expect him yeah. to finish with 10. Yeah, but probably. realistically, if he finishes with 10 and 12 assists, you'd say that's a good season from him. Absolutely, Obviously, yeah. as a striker, looking at how well he does for like Uruguay and how well he did for Benfica, you're expecting a bigger output for him. But maybe as well, that would just come. If you can get some confidence by just getting game in, game out... Get the assists on the board. Surely those tap ins like I know we say he's incapable because of the length of time that he's been doing it for. But surely that's the
0: easiest part of the game. Like I I know it's playing the game, straight. like that's more confidence thing than an ability thing. It's just, yeah, it's literally just one simple step. And a simple step changes, he changes, and all of a sudden he like becomes top. A Sunday top league striker.
1: striker puts those things away. It's more <laughs> the fact of confidence. Those exact chances he was putting away for Benfica, he puts them away for Uruguay when he plays for mm. Uruguay, but he just doesn't seem to at the moment for Liverpool. Yeah. And that has to be a confidence more than an ability thing.
0: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I back it. Um, I was close having you in. Um, I end up putting Huang in. Again, we'll, depending if it's Kunio Huang, i got them. Because either one of them, I feel like you are put in. basically yeah. playing as number nine, but it's like a false nine. So, you know what? Huang cross Kunio is my number 10. Either one of those guys. Both of them have been ridiculous in recent weeks. Wolves, a good side as well. They've beaten some big teams at home. City, Chelsea, um, due to Newcastle. Um, absolutely battered everything on the weekend. So, they're a team that's really good at home. Gary knows I'm playing good football, but it's because of these guys scoring and being clinical. And I think back to the match one um, at Old Trafford, we were going up against them. Cunha and Huang were dangerous consistently, and they were so, so threatening in front of goal. And I and will you talk about Nunez and missing chance. These guys don't miss many. I think their xG to goal ratio will be like you know pluses because they're converting some very difficult chances. So whoever you want to put there, I can't remember. I don't. I can't, can't keep my list. So I'm pretty sure I had Cunha in my number number 10, so I'm going to one, number yeah. 10 for me. Jack Like it. Yeah. So obviously he's only been in the prem for like
1: 6 months of the 12 month period, mm. but I think his like ability has been shown in previous years when he was at Watford. Yeah. Um I think his output has been really good. I know he's on penalties which can sometimes be got to finish them. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a goals a goal as yeah. we said. Yeah. Um no, but, but I think he's been really really good. Um in the Brighton team, like he's held the play, people like Evan Ferguson out of a starting yeah. position. Like he's probably one of those players that is actually on the team sheet week in,
0: week out. one of the only few. Really, really surprising <laughs> yeah. from Deserby yeah. So I think he definitely deserves to be off. Oh, so yeah, I've got him get yeah, quite high, Ooh. a little bit higher than what okay, you've got him get. Yeah. My number is Calvert Lewin.
1: No, I get Purely yeah. because,
0: and this sort of mm, when he plays, he's probably one of the best players yep. or strikes in the Prem i have to put him down Because over the last 18 months Has he played Probably much of it He's probably only played Six months Of the 18 months So that's why I've only got him there At, at number nine um, If he plays For Everton consistently They probably go Mid-table That's the simplest Way to put it yeah. If he plays consistently They go mid-table His goals haven't Quite Been the same amount This year But He's constantly a threat And him and Decore That little link up Probably one of the best One-two To, to like Forward twos in the Premier League from the bottom half. For the top half you've got some ridiculous names. Well but they would be top half, so yeah, exactly. they really well, yeah. are a top yeah, half Yeah, so the top half team. So I'm really, really impressed what he's done. Gotta stay fit though. That's waiting on the night for me. Jesus. You see, got him in there? No, I don't know. Like like see, it. you don't have him in there? I don't have him in there. I think Esther definitely still deserves to be in
1: there because touching on the end of last season more so than this season. Yeah. yeah. Because like how can I how can I explain this? The best. I think over the last 18 months, he deserves to be in it. Over the last six months, is he a top 10 striker? No. But I think he was still quite good yeah. for Arsenal last year. When you talk to many Arsenal fans and watch Arsenal play, like he like provided to- that role like a Bobby Firmino did for Liverpool. Mm, yeah. like, I think he was definitely like quite important in the success they had last year. Like f- Finishing so high up, yeah. challenging for the Prem. Like, I think... Him coming over from City, him and Zinchenko did make a huge difference. difference. And I think he allowed the people like Martinelli and Saka to really have output. Because he was always the hold-up. He did so much more than just put the ball in the back of the net. And I don't think he was really required to have the output because of Saka and Martinelli. So now we're seeing the problem is though, because Saka and Martinelli aren't flourishing, which is a bit like (laughs) we are talking about before with Nunes, if Salah didn't flourish... The heat's actually on him. It goes straight onto him because he's not putting him in the back of the net. But I don't know if Arteta
0: ever bought him expecting him to f- score 15 goals a year. We even said his strength is not scoring goals, it's yeah, the you know, ball. The only thing is, like when you compare to Firmino, Firmino had goals and important goals in him. I just yeah. feel like Jesus doesn't have that big moment well, to pop up. What
1: was Jesus' goals last year?
0: It was still quite. I, I, I'm with you with last year. Last year had a, a, a solid year. I just think. This year? You need these sort of players to, like, stand up when things aren't happening, right? When last year, 11 goals and six assists, so a great year last year, right, for Gabriel Jesus. He has not played many games, 26 games last year because of fitness. Yeah. But three goals, one assist, I'm pretty sure two have been basically just, like, need the ball over the line and sort of a tap in. Like, yeah. I just feel like when those two aren't performing or, like, when Mane and Salah weren't going, yeah, for me to get a really big moment, has Hazes had that big moment? That's probably why he's low on the list no, so for you. Yeah, that's that makes sense. But yeah. no, I definitely value that point. Um, my number eight. This is literally a flip of the coin. I've gone Jar Pedro at eight because um, a guy above him, you know, he's been keeping Ferguson out of the side, right? Like in Pedro has been big and like, not really prem, but it's been in, in Europa League he's been big. He's always really handy for Wal- um, Watford a way back ago. But what he was, what he's been doing this year in terms of like being one of the options. like Because right now they've been struggling for, prior to this sort of good little patch, they've been struggling for goals. And it's always been Joao Pedro who's popped up and made chances or created chances. He's got that pace. He can play in number 10 as well. He can play out in the flank. He can play down the middle. I'm pretty sure he's played in all three of those positions. Definitely played at the number 10 before, um, in behind like a Ferguson or a well back. But he's got that, you know, variability to his game. You can't really just, just defend him a certain way. That's why he's really handy. Obviously he's very raw talent. There's not much... In terms of clinical in front of goal, not quite there. But in terms of a Brian team that have been balancing, like you said, for a long time, they're seeing ninth for a while, dropping some games. He's been the guy holding them up for big games and big goals. So that's why I got him at number eight. But again, flip of coin, being him in seven. He's your number seven. Wang. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like, so yeah.
1: I've got him a bit higher up, um, purely based on this year, yeah, which just... is a little bit different to what I've been <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah. But I think he's been so good for Wolves this year. Yeah. Um, Like... We look at wolves this year after having a last minute manager Mm. change, and the likes of him and and Neto have been really rejuvenating for that team. They've like changed their complete game style, and they've just been so good. And his output is so good this year as well. I Mm. think he's got eight goals and something like a couple. Yes, his system. His numbers
0: are still high as well. I'm pretty sure he's in like the five or sixes for assists.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. So it'd be criminal not to put him in the list because. He's been just so good.
0: Three assists. Ten goals, three assists. Sorry, other way around. Yeah. Ten, three assists. Ten, three, so yeah. Does that's 13
1: yeah. goal contributions halfway through the season. Yeah. Which is really, really good. So I think it'd be very hard to not put him in the list. Is he this high? I don't know. That was a question that I was having to myself mm. when I was making this list. Purely on the fact of last year. Yeah. I think last season he didn't have the output. He wasn't that good. Yeah, But... When you're just so good now, now <laughs> yeah, it's hard to not exactly put in there. That yeah, that
0: makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's probably the point, right? He had this sort of mini patch last year. But he was good, and we kept saying, "Will he do it for a longer period of time?" But he's done it for but a longer long period well. now. Yeah, so maybe he goes on now, becomes one of those guys because yeah. he did it in in Germany. He did it very well. Um, my seven is um, Evan Ferguson. So again, I was flipping a coin with these two. Um, Hasn't quite had the kick on, which I thought, from last year. Start the season, are very, very good. And is probably one of the better finishers in the league. Has he got the goals and assists to follow this season? No. Still got
1: six goals.
0: Six goals compared to some of the other guys. I just don't know if you... The question I have here is,
1: I definitely think, ability-wise, he's a top-10 striker. I just don't know if he's had enough exposure to the Premier League yet. To be a top-10. He's scored 12 goals. So we look at someone like Huang who... I question. I yeah. put a question mark against. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's only he's only got ten. He's got ten goals this year. He didn't have great last year, but he's only got two goals got less. Lesser, so, yeah. Than what Evan Ferguson has in his whole Premier League career, and that's In thing, one in in six months,
0: and I'm like blinded by the ability, maybe. Yeah, but I just feel like, oh, he's just got Rooney about it. Like, time like, he gets in a good spot, he'll put it away. You know, and if he had scored more goals, I might even have him even higher. That's a scary thing. If he'd played more and scored more, I could have him in as like a top five because I he's that dangerous. Yeah, I
1: definitely do understand it because I think Evan Ferguson is one of those players who's just a future star in the making. Mm. Like he has the ability to be one of the best players in the world to move over to one of the bigger clubs and really put away 20, mm. 25 goals a season. Yeah. You've seen his presence. He's like got the build of like a Harry Kane. Yeah. He's got the type of ability. I would say, that Harry Kane did at the start of his career. You look at the way he doesn't just score goals, but he turns defenders. He receives the ball high up the field. And then he can turn on the half turn and really play a ball out wide. He does have a little bit of playmaking in him as well, which is quite impressive from a young player.
0: You have to have it in a deservedly system, right? You have to have that ability to make a pass as well. I think just, like you said, the size, his agility and his pace is so much upside. And Maybe I'm looking too much at the upside or too much of the ability, but I feel like... Yeah, top ten strikers list with some of the forms of other players. I feel like he has to at least be in the conversation. Fair enough. And I've just got him a little bit higher than Pedro, probably just because he has the better upside. No, so that's where he comes that. from. Um, yeah, so that's my number seven. Your number six. Callum Wilson. Yeah. Well, I'm number six as well, Callum you Wilson. Had a number yeah, number six. Yeah, so
1: yeah. we've obviously gone with the same four process here. Like yeah. if we look back at last season, he probably would have been higher because he was starting every game. Yeah. It's very hard to put someone that doesn't start into your top five, but he's still got seven Premier League goals. Probably what starting only a handful of games, barely any games. But coming off the bench and being really prominent, probably one of the best best players, um, bench players mm. we've seen since like the Ollies yeah. of this world. Yeah. Like he's putting away chances and he's probably saved Newcastle late a few times. His goals per nine are like ridiculous, ridiculous. As well. And looking at his last. 18 months as a whole, as oh, well. Yeah, he scored something like 18 Premier League goals last season, so he definitely has to be up here. It might actually be a bit criminal from both of us putting him so low when yeah. we look at the players above him. Yeah, are more probably players that have gone from the last six months yeah, six than six the on, 18 yeah. months. Yeah, like he has something like 25 goals in the last 18 months. We put players above him who had a good, year. For, <laughs> had <laughs> a good <laughs> year, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's, it's always – if I think if he had seven goals and started, I would have put him higher, which is actually funny saying that. So we've put him lower based off the fact that he doesn't – Someone's keeping him out, though. Someone's keeping him out, but he's actually played less minutes and got the sa- same, same amount goals. of goals as we're saying if he played more minutes that we would have put him higher, which is hard for prices.
0: But I, th- I think those, the striker is though, he's sort of – that fox in the box, You sort that guy just gets in a spot. He's like to create his own goal, like the guy who I've got above it reminds him.
1: Reminds me of like a prime Danny Ings.
0: Yeah, when Danny Ings was like, yeah, yeah. that we had it at his best. I think he goes above and beyond, it probably had Danny Ings in terms of consistency and yeah. ability. But I just Over feel like span, yeah, he could fit another team like those guys, West Ham, very very well. Like he, if he yeah, was, if he was sick of what he was been doing, which I don't think he is, but if he was, I don't know.
1: I think he definitely could fit another team, but when we look at someone like a West Ham, what Bowen's doing... I feel like Mikel Antonio is just a worse version of Wilson, but they're very similar type players. No, no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Wilson's the better player. I'm just saying, in terms of their what they do in a game, they're very similar. So that's the reason Bowen's signing, because if you look at what Bowen's doing, and I don't know how long how, if it's actually sustainable in itself. Yeah, yeah. If, what Bowen's doing is he's actually making goals, probably that have a really, really low XG, which is something that isn't Callum Wilson's yeah, strength. Yeah. So I think as West Ham progress, definitely. I, can I think it a can be a, a, But at this option. current moment in time of how they're playing, I don't know if it works so well. Yeah, and
0: he have got pace we got. I think that, that Antonio doesn't really sort of yeah. have. Um, you're number five. So just have a double check here. It's a double check. <laughs> it's a confirmed VAR. Uh, Tony. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get where you come from. Okay. Like, so it makes sense. He hasn't played. A he's the second
1: best striker in the Prem currently, like <laughs> in terms on, of ability. In, uh, yeah. 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 In terms of what he's done, if we went back six months, okay, six months Hurricane was in there, but this third, regarding Hurricane, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would be second. Yeah. So I just can't put him in there. He hasn't played football for six months. <laughs> yeah. Putting him fifty, my opinion, for anyone that hasn't played football for six months—that's that a, isn't yeah. like a Premier League, Champions League <laughs> winner. Like the only one we've really done is KDB. Yeah. That we've put so high on the list when I they can't, haven't played football. I do
0: not think of anyone else we have put in. Yeah, that's for it. That's it.
1: Yeah. So the fact he's still fifth is quite impressive. And that's obviously all plaudits to him for last season. Last season yeah. he scored, I think, 20 or 22 goals. Oh, yeah. Which was incredible in the Brentford team. We look at Brentford having lost him for the first mm. six months of the season. Struggling. <laughs> Fixed a little bit of his gap at the start of the season. But we're really seeing the hole now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and Buemo really needs to... Go back and We saw back onto the mm. flanks, yeah, putting yeah. him through the middle. I think they're just wearing for him to come back. They they can't wait. Arsenal can't wait either. I think Arsenal gonna try and buy him. I don't think they're gonna try and buy him right now though. We're gonna hold on? Yeah. I don't think that I don't think Brentford will let him go because Brentford are getting into a dangerous position. Very <laughs> dangerous, right? Like then. you're looking at Luton starting to pinch a
0: few points. I don't yeah. know if
1: their relegation scary, but, but you, you just know. don't know. You, know. you never know.
0: It's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big thing when he comes back. Yep. That's why I've gotten a little bit high. I've got Isaac at number five, which okay. again it's so <laughs> it sounds so stupid when you say because Isaac, we saw it did last night, that goal last night, literally came out of nothing, just took the ball, drove, scored, plays at the left. If Wilson plays, obviously he's great number nine. He's got that a weird body where he looks like a little like Slender Man, but he's got that strength yeah. to hold off the defender, put the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> he's a, you Can't got like the, that one. Slender the, the Slender Man. And he's just got talking about clinical finishes. He's that. He's that clinical finisher, right? And, you know, always like, oh, he came from La Liga, Sociedad, and you're like, oh, is he really, is he really that good? Is he going to prove it? Comes over, bang, hits a grand running. Last Reverse fixture last year. Liverpool got his debut goal. If he wasn't injured so much, you'd be saying he could also be one of those sort of top three Prem strikers. But, yeah, impressed with him. It's sort of just a bit harsh because Newcastle not done as well this year. Maybe that's why we're not talking about Wilson and Izak as much. But again, another great start to the season. Just again, fingers crossed, he stays fit, right? If he stays fit, you know, I guess more goals and he could be further up this list. But yep. some other big guys are heavy. Well, moving think. on from that, I've got Isaac at four. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So
1: it was whether I was going to put Isaac above Tony. And I think yep. over the last 18 months as a whole, Isaac has been better purely on the fact played. that he's played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started most games. If you look at his actual output in terms of goals, it'd be very similar to Tony over that period. Probably more than Tony, considering he's played more. Mm. So. The reason, yeah, I've put him ahead is purely on the fact of availability. Yeah. Remember, like... The classic. The classic <laughs> the, the classic
0: saying. Best abilities is their availability. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it makes sense. And that's what... Yeah, I've got Tony at four. I do love a bit of... Like, probably a bit of... Because I love a bit of your man, Tony. I think he could be dropped in any sort of top side in the world and score goals. That's the thing. You score 22 for Brentford, you can score for a lot of top teams. <laughs> I just
1: always have my question marks because I've just seen it so many times. You look at, like... Ings has done it before. You look at the Wilsons of the world who have put a lot of goals. And yes, they're very, very good mm. players. And I'm not saying Tony, Tony could be completely different. And I think he is different. Mm. But there's always a question mark there. It's a lot different scoring for a team like Brentford than he going is, yeah. to a United or going to an Arsenal. And because the pressure's always on you as well. Mm. Like yeah. really you score ten goals at Brentford and you're and you've had a good season. No one's complaining. You're not losing your spot. You score ten goals like you just look at Hoyland, who's in my opinion, you're a really good player. Yeah. But just the pressure's got to
0: him. I know he scored now... Seven in the years? Five in the... Ch- six yeah. in the Champions League, one in the... Yeah, tournament. but you can see the pressure's got to him. Like, yeah. what that goal meant for him was, oh, like, yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. That really showed the pressure yeah. did get to him. Yeah, yeah. I just think... And now, this is really extrapolating. This is not my whole 18-month rule, but then you've got, like... He scored, like, a record in the Championship in terms of goals. Has a decent first season the Premier Got double digits. And then goes in 22. And this is a team that's sort of just, like... 12th, 10th, around the place. Well, it
1: definitely does show that as he's made the progressions with football, Mm. he's able to continually excel at every level that he's played at. Because actually, he was at League One. I'm pretty sure he was at Petersburg.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't too long ago either. I'm pretty sure he was in League One at Petersburg.
1: got League One Player of the Year. I could be wrong with this. Then he went to... From there, he went to Brentford. I
0: think he went to Brentford after that, yeah. Played
1: in the Championship with Brentford. Yeah, Came up with Brentford, scored a record... Goals I yeah, think before yeah. Mitrovic took yeah, before he took, it over, took yeah over comes into the Premier League, is really good from the from the get-off. Yeah. So it's showing that from every level he's gone to, he's been been able to excel at those levels, been able to be the best player mm. in that team at every level, which is something that's really hasn't happened in the past. You always see those players like that are really, really good championship players and excel at that in that arena, the but then prime. they move to the next level and they just can't get the grips yeah. of it. Probably that's a part of me that goes. That's why I think if Tony does go to the Arsenal's, if he does go to one of those big clubs, he definitely will be able to excel because yeah. he's showed that every step, he every challenge that he's been that's been thrown at him, he's like straight away
0: back mm. onto the next one because yeah. he's been able to go just sweep the floor with any challenge. <laughs> that just, just shows the consistency as well to be that consistent in terms of goals is. I think, he's just like, a goal scorer like a Vardy really Like I say He just crates things out of nothing That's why he, I put he, him so highly. He's just list. a Vardy that which, yeah. Wherever he goes He's always scoring goals <laughs> Goals were fun Goals were fun um, Alright So That's so that's my fourth Yeah So our top three now Our top three Which I think We've got the same names About what order We've got him in though Solanke three Solanke three as well Yeah Okay so I'll,
1: I think this season Solanke's been better Than Watkins Probably Oh
0: I think nah, this season she, <sighs> I think this season Watkins got because Watkins got assists in his games as well. Watkins is the league leader assistant now as well, so Watkins is like top five scorer and top three assi- and top assistor. I
1: I don't know, but I think Solanke still in a worse team has been better for better this year than Watkins. Watkins, but I think over the last eighteen long. months, Watkins is clear. Yeah. So that's yeah. why. That's why I think I put Solanke three, and that's moving on to the Watkins thing. You, yeah. You yeah. just mentioned that Watkins yeah. is the leading assist. He's what. Eight goals?
0: Nine goals, oh, so 17 no, contributions. So nine, 17
1: contributions yeah. in what, 19, 20 games, whatever he's Basically, played, yeah. which is incredible stats. Yeah. It it really makes you start to think like, could you have, could you have, <laughs> definitely not. If I was to do a six month, this uh, season this like list, list could. I would have put him one. Purely based on form of this season, he would have been one, but no. You, you definitely couldn't put him above Haaland.
0: I just think, yeah, with these two, I think Solanke as well underrated what he did last year in terms of at the back end of last season, him and Billing were scoring like like what did Solanke finish with last season, do you know? Not on top of my head. But I remember just him and Billing just scoring like Gary O'Neill saving goals and like, you know, getting wins out of nothing. Um, but he's always been that striker, right? Like he's always been someone that's he's been at Liverpool, he's been a threat, you know, he's got that in his game. Like six goals, seven assists last season in the Prem. Which again doesn't stand out. But for a Bournemouth team that scraped survival. That goes to show like he's a good player. And I think he's got the pace. He's now developed that clinical nature. It's a big thing in the top five. These guys are all clinical strikers, right? He's developed that over the last of, I think over the last 12, or 18 months, probably the 12 months. And I think that's something in his game. He's got the assist in his game as well, like Watkins has as well. But I think Watkins all around a game, might be a, because he's surrounded by some like world-class talent. But we're seeing he's probably got more of an all round game in terms of assisting, in terms of his hold-up play. Um, I think Slanky's more of a, Get in behind to the striker, whereas Watkins can drop in a little. They can both drop in. I think Watkins can do it at a better level, a consistent level, and can. We've seen a lot of their goals. He gets receives it, plays it to a fullback. Fullback gets a winger in at the back post to score a goal. Yeah,
1: he he's been incredible. Like he's another one of those players like Tony, who's come yeah. from the championship yeah. and continually excelled at every level. Like better, he was with Brentford, better. and he was Tony was actually his replacement. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he's gone to Villa and been a star from the start. Like you see, just glimpses in my head of that seven two against Liverpool yeah, yeah, of how yeah. good he was that game. Ridiculous good that yeah. it, that, that game just rings in my head yeah. so beautifully.
0: I've, I forgot about that, yeah. That was that was his day as well. That, that was, was
1: a, probably the, he'd been good for Villa, but that was his day he really took it to the next level and since then he's been excellent. asserted himself as a Villa player, right? Because
0: yeah. all he's got again, he's all from academies of what the big clubs, right? They've all come from big academy clubs. And that's why like, you know, we're in a stage right now where like English truck, obviously Harry Kane takes it until probably the does he go to the next World Cup? Who knows? But this year is obviously is Harry Kane. Then after that, you've got, you know, we, we've got Watkins, we've got Solanke, we've got Ivan Tony, we've got all these like players there. Would you say Watkins, okay? I know this is a
1: hard question to ask, but if Watkins and Tony, if Tony continued his form from last year into this season, yeah, was currently playing, yeah, who would you
0: pick, Watkins or Tony? I'm picking Tony. More because he's just a goal scorer. If I wanted like an all rounder, you're picking Watkins. If you're picking a replacement for Kane. Probably Watkins. Because Watkins is the most similar in terms of yeah. dropping in, playing that's, the ball that's off. That's
1: fair enough. I, I was just thinking that myself and I don't really know how I would split the pair.
0: But if England are going to play better football, at this, I can't, actually, by the way, I can't wait for the Euros to start because that's going to be very exciting. If England are to play this proper attacking style with trying to get tickets the Spain versus Ayer? Italy. That would be very interesting. You very good. If
1: I can get tickets there, I've won the lottery. That could be the hardest football match. It's be to be the most
0: look forward to game I think so far the year. Well, yeah,
1: of the group stage, there'll be no bigger game. Yeah. And you know the rivalry of Spain, and Italy. That could so be so immense. It could go crazy.
0: But if England, yeah, if England are going to play G. Bellingham and Rice and potentially another number ten and Madison, like potentially, and Madison done, or Cole Palmer or, or either one. If the, the point is if they played basically a ten and Jude and Rice. Then you want to play like a Tony type. Obviously, they're going to play Kane. But if Kane somehow was suspended or not available... No, it's... it's, Calvin Phillips is getting the nod. (laughs) And Henderson will play alongside him with Declan Rice. But no, that's the thing. It's the way England progresses. Because after this, isn't Southgate done? I think Southgate said no matter what happens, he's done. So then you go and get a new manager who's attacking. You go and play Tony as a pure just striker, a goal scorer.
1: See, this is where I'm... I'll, I'll talk about international football. And I think yeah. international football is a completely different... To- defence first, right? It's a completely different type of football than like playing for your club. Because when you play for your club, that is your club. You go there, you train with them week in, week out. You have a pre-season with them. Yeah. You don't actually have the time to develop a proper philosophy. Some, well, proper philosophy with the national team. I understand you have your camps and stuff. But you'd be lucky to spend eight weeks a year... <laughs> with your national day. Yeah, right. Can you really develop a system that is completely different from... Because you're, what you're doing is you're putting like eight, nine clubs together in a starting 11 and trying, which, to, and trying it to dwell them together. And yes, a lot of clubs are now playing progressive football. Yeah. So it probably does make it a little bit easier than it did five, ten years ago when you had five different systems coming yeah. in. You had Pep and then you had Mourinho and then you had this, <laughs> then you had that. And you had all these different systems. But it still makes it really hard to gel because every... System has its own tweaks You look yeah. at how Pep does it different to Arteta Who does it different to Una Who does it different to Klopp
0: Yeah It's all the little intricacies right That makes it. And
1: the easiest way And this is my one thing When everyone goes Oh Southgate's football is so bad But Southgate's football has allowed I think it's more the players he's picked than the f- type of football he's played. And you can say that the players yeah. he's picked are soup suited system, yeah. the type of football he's played. But I still disagree. I still think you can you pick your best players.
0: But I think you still have to have a defensive minded output. Like the thing is though when you've got so much talented forward making, playmaking players and you have to make them defend, you just think what if sort of thing because like obviously this system gets, can get you so far but it can't get but you the right. major you prize you can only have
1: one you can only have one game where it goes you don't even need to lose you draw and then you pull it to a luck of a flip of a coin of a penalty shootout and it's done that is how easy it is but you're out of a World Cup or you're out of Euros
0: yeah no I just think though in that Euros if they had played to the their strength to their attacking you look at the last Euros that's what I'm saying but if they want to attack a bit more I think they would have got the better of Italy I generally reckon they would have done that and you can say Italy, Italy were good in the counter attack because Italy had some great forwards in that in that team. Italy just purely played off grit, yeah. Because Italy, Italy weren't as talented as England's team. Yeah, I England's know. talent is probably arguably the best in the world <laughs> in terms of talent wise. Even
1: look at Argentina. Argentina put every single player defending apart from Messi, and then just... yeah, and then
0: just lobbed it to Messi and said right. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. That's what we'll get. We'll get into Euros. We we'll get closer to it. Obviously, number one's Haaland. Yeah. Speaks for itself. They're both saying this, and Flynn said it a few weeks ago with the whole top half eleven, what we did like the all star eleven. Obviously, it hasn't been as good as the last season, but, and it's a big but. We had so much expectation because he didn't miss at all last season. Like he went through two I mean, bad 11 games. Eleven that he
1: missed though, because the problem is, we, you've mentioned it so much with Rushford and stuff, and I know it's different, but. Haaland is one of those players that he has to have output. He has to. He provides yeah. nothing else. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. So yeah. I'm compl- at 14 goals, that's fine. I'm not yeah, going to say, oh, <laughs> he doesn't provide output. But there becomes. I think of those 14 goals, it was still something like 10 in his first six.
0: Yeah, he was. And I know he missed there, a though.
1: few games, but they went through a bit of a dry spatch when City started to lose, even when he was playing.
0: Mm. He's missing De Bruyne a big time, though. But you start to
1: question. Because every game that he doesn't have output, there seems to be a lack of City being able to
0: win. Well, That's the thing, though, because City has set up for him to score a goal and to win. It's not, it wasn't, like you said, a few years ago, where it's Jesus and everyone, wingers can score and centre-mids that's can score. That's the thing, though.
1: So when you're so dependent on one player, and don't get me wrong, if you want to be dependent on someone, Haaland's the man to be dependent on. Because anyone in the league. He puts yeah. them away. But the thing is, when you, we, we spoke about this last season. When you start to have the two, of those, two or three of those games where he starts to not have output... You start to look and you go, he's just extinct, to be honest. Like he doesn't exist. Like you're playing with ten men. And, uh, I know, but when and you're City, though, when you're so no, depth, yeah, it much. It really doesn't matter yeah. because he's he's still going to put away thirty goals probably this season.
0: When they both come back, KDB and Haaland, I reckon he scores two a game for the first six, literally, because I think just because they'll be back together again, there'll be some like telepathic link. Yeah. <laughs> because if you even look at like some other teams like um in the past, and you always need that link up that. The one twos and right, like even like the the Tevez, Ronaldo, and Rooney, they all helped each other. And even look at like Salah and Firmino. Firmino uh, Salah always needed Firmino to feed him in, and even now Nunes feeding Salah in. Yeah. Even Bowen, P- he's needs So you always need that duo. And when you lost the best player in the world over the last eight years, that's a pretty big loss to lose. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely agree. And with He got you. a striker. That's why. In the 10. That's why he's yeah. at number one. Yeah, I think he's at, at he's, number
1: one purely on the fact of. How good he's been over the last 18 months, how clinical he is. He's yeah. the most clinical striker I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. So that that's why he's our number one. But there are some always there's some question, there. There's always some <laughs> question marks when he doesn't score goals.
0: Yes. 100%. I think
1: at the moment, if he doesn't score in 10 games, City will still find half of those games another way to score. But the problem is when you start to get a few more and a few more. Yeah, and then in the, pres- you start and to the go to, pressure. You start to go to 15 games, well. Probably only City find a way to score in half of those now games. So that goes to seven. Roger that's will score problem. every game because he just finds <laughs> yeah, a banger every game. brilliant. <laughs>
0: um, okay, that's number 10. So our top fives are basically only in his Tony rotate. but Yeah, that, that's it. It yep. goes, goes to show though, strikers are quite are quite simple, right? In terms yeah, of it's his. a
1: pretty easy list to pick because you look at the striker list and you go most of them, pretty much apart from Huang, will like... Number nine, number nine, number nine, yeah. number nine. They're all number nine. It's not yeah. like last week. Oh, he's Bowen. Oh, he's this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we would have or, actually. Or, or if I said inverted. If Flynn
1: was here, he would put Bowen. Probably. He had Bowen. He had and Bowen up two. there.
0: I think he said, "Yeah, he had him a top three this year," which is but really I mean, interesting chat with. Yeah. Well,
1: where would, put, where would I put, Where would you put
0: Bowen if you had him? I think 3rd third. third, behind Watkins. Yeah, I don't above Slanky. No, because Salanke had a very good like twelve months. Same as Bowen, realistically, but he told probably been better in terms of amounts.
1: Well, yeah, Bond I think, still had 10 or 11 goals last mm. year, so...
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was the debate last week. Um, we'll quickly sort of go through this game, just interestingly. Villa went equal top at the time, beating Burnley 3-2. Burnley, again, the counter-attack, it's working. I just want to say, I just want to say about Burnley, I think they found the motto, the, the way about going things now, absorb yeah. some pressure. And when you've been playing this attacking style of football the whole time, You'd be surprised how easy it is to counter-attack a team with a few passes, and that's what they did in this game was a few over-the-top balls, a few little, you know, one 2 given goes and they, and they scored two goals. They were down to 10 men. They took it to Villa. But Villa just desperately needed that win, I think. Because, you know, talk about mini-blips. It was a little mini-blip for Villa. They obviously lost to United 3-2. They were, tra- <coughs> they were, you know, drawing this game to a 10-man Burnley, and you thought they'd draw to Sheffield United and Burnley back-to-back at home after you know, winning 15 in a row. Well, yeah. You'd be nervous, right? It's definitely... A needed performance
1: by Aston Villa Because you
0: look They've dropped now
1: Five points In the last two games mm. One of them against The bottom The bottom table in the league yeah. And the other one Two nil up Yeah Like to lose a game Two nil up is pretty hard
0: And the thing is I think they, they took their foot off the gas as well That's the worst But I think And that's what Uno Emory would have been Like kicking himself I liked
1: with. Uno's positiveness Though yeah. after the game He was like 39 points 39 points <laughs> yeah. Like he he was just happy to take it. He was the it was the glass half full, not the glass half empty yeah. type of motto. And yeah, that shows how they've bounced back. They got the three points. Because yeah, if they did lose points to Burnley, it would start to become concerning three on the trial. Was it yeah. just like was that just a good run of form? Yeah. Yep. Are Villa actually good? Like what's actually happening here? And don't get me wrong, those question marks are still gonna be there for a couple more weeks after those two performances. But at least it's Hidden it a little bit
0: Under the right, And that's the yeah. thing though That's where you look at it The commentator said it quite well Another win at home for Villa Another one of these games Where in the past I've also done that, Where they've just sort of Scraped a win Against a rubbish team They've beaten some good teams at home Like convincingly Then scraped some wins Against some rubbish And they've sort of done that All the way through Then you can go to the Class half full Where you say They can't really be beaten at home Because as much as Burnley put up Probably one of their best performances Of the year They still lost So that's the thing You look at it from Villa How do you look at it I'm just I happy to see them up there because I want to see them competing as long as possible. I'm all here for a, a five-way or four-way title race. Four-way. Oh yeah, get Brighton, get West Ham in there. Like, uh, yeah, I'll be glad to see that. And that's good. We want to see that, right? And it'll be interesting, though. We come to this, we're in this period now, well and surely. Um, a few guys out. You know, They've got FA Cup to worry about. They've got Conference League. When that comes back to worry about as well. So interesting to see how that will balance yeah. it out. If you're Aston Villa, do you take the league... As a priority, or do you take the other cups as priority
1: league? Just league. because I think there's an ability to at least finish top six, and I think that very easily could just disappear. And I know <laughs> yeah. they're in such a prominent position at 42 points in comparison to those teams underneath them. Yeah. With West Ham still something like I think even if they win, they're still six points behind. Something like, yeah, and a bit of a gap. United have now like 11 points behind. But you just never know. Like, but all the all these teams around them, like Tottenham United. Newcastle, the teams that have the big players in them, I yeah. have the ability to go on a run.
0: Yeah, I can flick a switch, right? Yeah, and take it back. Yeah, obviously though, they could end up the season a top four and a trophy. Definitely, yeah, which would be massive for them. Huge. Um, quickly, Wolves three, Everton nil. Wolves once again at home, doing their best but I Ain't they now unbeaten after the last ten games at home as well? So they're yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're cooking at home. Everton back amongst the relegation candidates again. All of a sudden, oh, I don't think so though. You just oh, on the table, not not yeah, yeah, into the performances. To- but, but you but just
1: look how quickly they went down there based the. <laughs> Deduction, and then yeah. they got out of it so quickly. They had one bad luck as yeah. well. They've had
0: they, it's a little bit. They obviously they had City. They had um, obviously away to Wolves was hard as well. And they also had um, they had in the last three weeks they had a few tough games in the last three weeks, and that's probably why they're once again back down there, only one point away from the drop. But yeah, like they've had oh yeah, they had Wolves away, City, and they had Spurs. So yeah, tough three fixtures, game, yeah. but you think they'd come back. But yeah, just sent to keep an eye on. Only one point away from the drop zone. Um and the big one, the big one for us, the big one, Nottingham Forest two, Manchester United one. The yo-yo continues the yo-yo. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> this is the problem I feel, and this could really end up costing Ten Hag a job, even though I'm still on the basis that I don't think yeah his job should be at risk because there's just such inconsistency. And the problem I have with the inconsistency side of things though is is that really ten Hag like we saw the Ten Hag, the players are playing for him. We saw that three days ago against yeah, yeah, Villa. Yeah. The players are there. You can't yeah. tell me the players weren't there after no. that half-time performance. But it seems like the players always need
0: to kick up the backside. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's. I know it's a that's, hard way to say that,
0: it. That's why it yo-yos, right? Because you have one bad performance. Like, I know, and,
1: and and we've heard it so many times. And like, I know I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, but I think it's really needed. But... United players over the last five, six years, we go look at that squad, that those starting 11 that we had on the weekend. Mm. We had the likes of Rashford starting. Yeah. Okay. Anthony started. Okay. Again. Ahmed actually was a breath of fresh air. He saying, looked amazing. Thank like, God. <laughs> But you just continually look, look, McTominay comes on for Mainu. These traditional players are going to cost Ten Hag a job. Mm. And he continually picks these players who have sacked all these managers in the past. He's going to get his job. McTominay, yeah, nice. He scored five goals. <laughs> but again, if he doesn't score, he is crap.
0: he's crap. And he's here.
1: a midfielder. He yeah. isn't expected to score. So you're picking him based on the fact that he's going to go and score goals as a midfielder when he can't defend. Mm. He actually can't attack okay, either yeah. apart from being a fox in the box. Yeah. And he's not even a striker. So you're picking a midfielder to be a fox in the box, which makes no sense. We've got people in the back line who are just so inconsistent, which I actually can't blame can't because blame you actually him. have to pick those players because we've got no one fit, which hmm. this is why. You can't sack Ten Hag until we get our players back fit hmm. and see... How we go from there. Because it's a big difference. You look at Lisha comes back, maybe can play next to Varane. I don't know what's going on with, with Varane no, because apparently it. he's going out and he's leaving on a free. Yeah, he's gone. But even like, <laughs> you can play Lisha next to Maguire. Nice, strong aerial presence. Yeah. Next to an animal. Okay. Luke Shaw, now he's injured again. He
0: disappears again. <laughs> he's almost turning into a Reese James. No, he, Illigi- he legitimately is. Illigi- every
1: game he plays, we are so much better. But when he's on the pitch,
0: he'll disappear two games yeah. later. The thing is for me though, the, the thing is, but I was frustrated with I'm pretty... Well, I, as much as I get passionate I will sit calm after a game and not be in or out yeah. or sack him out this So I just but the weekend really annoying me because you take off probably our best number six in Mino. Yeah. And what we saw last season was Casemiro and Eriksen work so well. Like incre- looks like a ten-year-old, like a youngster playing. But he looks like 45 years old when he's playing Next to Fred and McTominay. So he brings McTominay on who's not a number six but is making play number six or making Ericsson play number six. And is number ten, we know that, but he's being forced backwards. The midfield balance is so lost. And what do I say? I won't say every anyway. week In prediction videos, on here, when I talk to anyone, when I talk to my dad about football, midfield balance wins you games. Oh, no, football.
1: midfield wins you the game. Because you lose the midfield battle, you, lose, every you lose the game. And therefore, that team is always going to be on top of you for that whole game. And where
0: do their goals come from? The edge of the box. That's not the defender's problem. Well, you look at that That's first the midfield
1: Who blocked Dominik's shot?
0: My who's there, sliding like this. Like a full like, acrobat, man. And the header, <laughs> one he blocked as well. I just, I just think... I just think when is probably your best player this season. Him and Garnatio may be your best players this season.
1: I would say actually still though from the loss, and this is why I'm so positive still on Ten Hag, I think if you can get a team together and we can get those players back to you, you can play Manu next to Casemiro. And let Bruno... Because you play Manu next to Casemiro, you can let Bruno play the be traditional a parlor, number just, 10. Just play all at the top. Whereas yeah. right now... He's when you got with... Minor and you got McTominay who goes up and McTominay can't defend, you need Bruno back there. To... Yeah. you put Minor and Casemiro there in front of that defense. Watch the well, even you play Johnny Evans, watch Johnny Evans look like Van Dy. Yeah, yeah,
0: Ball playing at the back and like. No, watch him. It will be though. It will be. Because you've got they had two you can
1: get... interceptors. Well, you, I think I saw for that 15th of Jan game, which is the next Prem game. Yeah. Mounts back, Malacia's back, yeah. Maguire's back.
0: Is Martinez back? No. Martinez
1: is back? Martinez is back. And there's one other player. Is Casemiro back that one? No. I saw... it. I don't know exactly... There's a big list though. There's five of them that are back for that 15th of Jan and they're all in training at the moment. You can get... I just want to see... A, obviously, you're going to have injuries. But a semi-fit United where Johnny Evans, who couldn't get a contract from not even Luden, <laughs> play for... um play. You get... Even, I'm happy if Maguire and Lysha play. Malaysia will bring a, a breath of fresh oh, air, at least if Luke Shaw is going to play. Yeah. Because Regulon's good in attack, but then he can't defend. Well, Regulon will be back at... Back play Delong Play Malaysia and Casemiro there and let Bruno, Bruno run free. And watch when Bruno roams free, how much better our attacking output yeah. is. And actually to say uh, t- attacking output, Rashid actually has looked a, a lot better over the last few games. He's running about a He's more. running a game. He's got a goal. He should have had two assists... Against Villa, one of them was like offside but like half a inch. Yeah. he he he's was passing. actually doing what you said he needs. <laughs> he's passing the ball both times. Yeah. He's passing he's the passing ball the across ball. And, and a good finish. Boylan w- had a finish. We could bring his yeah. confidence. I would actually say our whole te-
0: our whole thing just flipped again. Yeah. Our attacking output isn't looking too bad. It's just that the midfield balance wasn't there, and the def- I can't fault. I can never fault the defense because I, you know what? Fair play. <laughs> like I, I, they've been. They have to play. There's been eleven different combinations. And fair play all. You know, Delo, probably, you know, what? Probably Deloitte's probably our player of the season because he's played, like, every single game. I don't think the guys ever. He's doing, like, a Pedri. Left-back, right-back. He's, he's bloody play centre-back next week. Like, the blokes going to do a Pedri and be dead by the end of the season because he's going to play every single game. He's been massive for us. But I want to see, like you said, with Ahmad. For, why Surely, Ahmed, play these players that need to prove something? Because Ahmad in pre-season was massive. Manu was big in pre-season. They're obviously playing good now. So Chelsea.
1: Play, play Manu... Then next to him, have Casemiro, who's a bit of a leadership. And then play Bruno, then Bruno all the way. At Bruno, like Bruno a... at the top. And imagine, I want to see the output from Ahmed, Hoyland, Garnaccio. Hoyland doesn't score, yeah. pull Rashford through to middle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I wouldn't even touch Rashford on, out wide anymore.
0: I think he's, he, you know what he is, though. He could play off the left if he starts, off the, up, down the middle off the middle. That would be my four that
1: would go. Yeah.
0: Anthony plays a little bit off the
1: bench, but I think he's had enough chances now, which is showing why Ahmed came on so early. Well, w- I when he's having to start our next game, yeah, when he's in the a- FA Amo Cup, did, yeah, give him a bit of time, yeah. You've From got there, him. might start in the Premier League, yeah. But um, yeah, Ahmed, Hoyland, Garnacho, that's youth.
0: Mm. That's your future. My for the next youth. Five years. Youth. That's youth. youth. All you need then is Mount to work.
1: But I've I don't said. know if Mount. I wouldn't even get. I'll be Mount off the bench at the moment. Because no, off the bench,
0: one hundred percent. Actually,
1: it, I'd be Mount, and you know what I'd be doing. Bruno, seventy minutes, go hard. 20 minutes, Ma- last 20 yeah. minutes, Mal comes on. Instead of yeah. doing this Bruno 90 minutes where he's dead and then he has to play a six. bit lethargic <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. M- Bruno, if we play Casemiro and Mainu as our two number sixes, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno can run. run free. We do not need Bruno to... I'm not saying when we're defending not to help a little bit, yeah. but we don't need Bruno to be playing he's in our my, own box. He's making last-ditch blocks and tackles and stuff. I just, yeah, that's my thing on Ten Hag. So I will be Ten Hag out... If we get all these players back after four or five games that they're all playing together, we can get some consistency with our team. Not 500 different combinations of the mm. team. No chemistry within yeah. the team. We can get some team. Ahmad can get fit. Rashford's starting to look a bit, have a bit of form. is found form. He's looking like a superstar yeah. at the moment. Yeah. We can get some consistency. We can get Mainu and Casemiro, a staple, both of them in defence. Yeah. Because we know Casemiro can do it by himself, but he probably doesn't have the legs for it anymore. So yeah. it'll be good to have Ka- um, Mainu, Mainu next yeah. to him. Mine is a bit young as well to be by himself. So yeah. it would be good to have both of them together. We can get a solid defence in. Yeah. I really think once we have that in, we'll start to find some consistency. And that's why it's 10 again. You just look at so many teams this year with how good the Premier is. With a couple players out, they're just inconsistent. Yeah.
0: The biggest thing for me is, so how can you be 10-1 out? I, I just want to do what Chelsea have done. And if it means that we lose some... But get the model of player in the position you want I don't care if it is Ahmad who's just come back from injury just get the model of player you want so then when it comes to January or when it comes to Jim Radcliffe in the new year buying his players we know what type of players we want because obviously Anthony as much as he's tried it's not working so that's not the player we want we want something a bit different so maybe it's Ahmad so maybe it's Ganache off the right or off the left pick where you want the future to be and let's fill the gaps in, Then we and you can see where the gaps are.
1: Well, yeah, I definitely f- agree with that. Like, if we can get those players back and get a centre back in, like a Tedibo, that I think is high on the radar. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be a really easy transfer as well. I don't understand how I mean, not th- how 40 not mil or 30 No, mil. Yeah. you know, you the know who he plays for.
0: He has a um, niece, isn't he? A niece? Yeah, you know yeah. who owns niece. Oh, there's. Sir Jim, yeah, Jim Owens' knees. Oh,
1: I've heard rumours that he's going to Tottenham, and that right there will be a disgrace on every <laughs> single, the single the United <laughs> representative, whether that's Sir Jim, the Glazers. That will be the biggest hammer in, in the coffin for Sir Jim, that he loses a player like Tadebo, who Ten Hag has Once. avidly wanted now yeah. for 18 months. Yeah. to
0: Tottenham who, when he owns them he can literally block the transfer he can check his own hand he can check his own hand To this here's the deal that would be, that would be, that, would be that would be a disgrace that
1: would be a disgrace that would be a nail in the coffin from the start Like,
0: yeah. that would be like how Sir to... Jim
1: is the Glazers he <laughs> is the Glazers like, how to
0: knock at the fans on your side be there's, the... there's
1: a bit of hope at the moment that Sir Jim is going to bring a breath of fresh air he isn't the Glazers he's going to control the football side of stuff mm. but he's always this thing of like I've heard Goldbridge say it any person that wants to work with the Glazers is an enemy of mine as well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna not going to say that at the moment, but there definitely is the ability for mm. Sir Jim to be an enemy of
0: mine. 100%. Um, that's United, and that's the shit show that it comes on each week. Um Nottingham Frost, another big result for them. I, I said, they beat Newcastle midweek, beat United now. As much as we were sad that Cooper left, I think Nuno's did a fairly yeah, good job fairly in proving, good job. proving that he's a decent manager. And you know what? You're sad to see, but um, Alanga really... He's looking like that guy for Forrest right now. Do you think he, sh- he would be starting at the moment for United? I think that would be. And you see what he said in the, in the press conference after the game? He said, I pinpointed this game as a point to prove Ten Hag wrong. Because he obviously yeah, felt yeah. that. Because obviously, the, even Ragnik was playing him. Ole was playing him. And then when Ten Hag came... I'm going to be it, honest
1: though. Before he went to Forrest, I really didn't think um, Alanga had the ability the to final. be anything better than a bench player. Well, so I don't think he had
0: the final third yeah. product. Look, he does this. Thing. He's passing the ball like pinpoint. He's like scoring back, like yeah, good goals. Like it, it, it's
1: a bit crazy. He like, always had the dribbling. Like he always had the. the on it's the ball. a bit like, like the Cole Palmer thing on a lesser extent because Alanger isn't Cole Palmer, yeah. but like to me, I would have agreed with Ten Hag completely. Mm. Like oh, yeah, I was as well. six months yeah. ago. I was like, do you know what? Alanger is the type of player. Like if he wants to leave to get game time, so be it. Let him go. Let yeah, him yeah, go right. because I don't think he's the, like. When I look I at Alanger. And I look at Ahmed. I was already straight
0: away. I was like, Ahmed's a better player. We saw Ahmed. And I think it, Ahmed will be to yeah. be honest. So it's just a, yeah, it's a shame that his developments come at a different club because that's what we that's what we didn't see from last year or
1: the He's he one of those players as well though that just flourishes. It could be a sort of moments thing as well, right? Yeah,
0: flourishes on a bit of a lesser extent <laughs> yeah. at a lesser club. I was say he was doing the best when the standards were down at the bottom of Man United. But yeah, I, I just wanted to touch it out because he was he was up for that game big time. Yep. Um, now we've come to the point of the season So team of the season So we gonna around Team of the season so far for us I think it might be quite similar So it shouldn't take too long But um, you, know, you don't have to do it at the midpoint of the season That's the, that's the rules of a uh, podcast and Premier League chat Yep um, So starting do you want me to go through? Or go, you, you go, through your, go, go through your whole squad And I'll go through my own squad and We'll argue there So Vicario Firstly
1: before I move on to the next player That was a 50-50 between him and Allison. Okay cool So we can debate that one then yeah. Yep Kufal. I think he's been very, um, a very big part of West Ham's like progression this year. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been really good off the right. He's been he's always been solid defensively, yeah. but he showed he's got a lot of attacking output as well. Yeah. Then Virgil Saliba, um, I've always been harsh on Virg. I think there's just been such a leak of goals in most Premier League clubs this year yeah. that it's hard to really pinpoint any other centre back. Yeah. Um, I think there is a couple of names that are. Out there, but I think has definitely flourished game on game that he like that continues going yeah. into season. Like yeah. at that point when I said it, I think he definitely probably was in and around it. But he's continued to put in another performance and another yeah. performance yeah. and another performance. Then I go to you, doggy. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. self-explanatory in yeah. my opinion. Rice and Rodri. So going back to the traditional days with the two number the two sixes, sixes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Palmer. Which is oh, my exactly. curveball one, I would yeah. say. Although he's been so good, I don't know if many people have him in there. It's a bit 11. of a recent thing, right? We've
0: seen some good performances, yeah. so that's why he's there. And yeah. then
1: Salah, Bowen, Son. Which <sighs> I know we're both going to have Salah and Son. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to have Bowen, I wouldn't expect. So um, I think he's just been so good for West Ham. We are talking about this before. He literally is just getting the ball with two centre-backs. Right on him at all points, and turning and just running at yeah. the centre backs He's creating goals that we're realistically probably have like a zero point zero five xg and scoring them yeah. on a consistent yeah. basis as well. Mm. And whether he's our he's the best number nine. Um, on an 18th month form basis and everything, I don't know. But yeah. off just this season, he's got 11 goals. Like yeah. in a West Ham team who basically every single <laughs> other player is playing in there. Ba- in the like, <laughs> this is this is Brexit at its yeah, finest. Yeah. This is Moyes football. This yeah. is this is traditional back in the day dodge football. This yeah. is this is the football that we saw so often in the prem five plus years ago mm. and we're we're looking that's why Curtis and Paqueta who are both midfielders are playing on the flanks if you see them they're basically in line with Palmer yeah we'd, um, we'd... <laughs> they're, they're basically right right at back with Emerson Royale yeah it's a 4 Emerson, four, Emerson one, Royale one. sorry we'd um, um, with Emerson, 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 Emerson Emerson sorry Emerson with yeah. Emerson and Krufowl playing as deep as them because you look at Emerson and you look at Krufowl they're basically playing as a four centre backs with them two out wide. It's the
0: funniest it's, thing. It's the four four one one, the classic like I call it more a four. Sometimes a six, a six, what well, a six. <laughs> like you see two. so many times, i
1: have Pequeno retrieve the ball in the corner flag.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's working, right? You can't yeah. you can't argue that working. Um, my team's a little different, not too much. I think the core players the same though. I've got Alison in goal.
1: Yeah, but I'm six I'm not, clean
0: sheets, best defence in the league.
1: Like I'm not, I'm not. Ha- Really wanting to argue that one, I thought it was very 50-50. I think Vicario I think was better at the start of the
0: season. Allison's better now. I say made the better save because he has to like see more shots. You know, a bit of a new place to sort of feel like, had, but Allison's just the best in the world. I think. Yeah,
1: it's just always you get a bit complacent with people like Allison, who just, especially as a, as a goalkeeper, which is just a position that goes under the radar so often. Yeah, you you get a bit complacent of how good he's been. I just and, like yeah, and he continually does it. It's just like oh, that's an expectation. Ex- exactly. Whereas Vicario, with Vicario, it's more like oh. Who's this? So like, who's his Vicario guy? Yeah. we have never seen it. Whereas with Allison, it's just like, oh yeah, that's just a typical Allison performance. But a typical Allison performance is the best goalkeeper I, in the I world. I would
0: say, yeah. Other than Thibaut Courtois, who's injured, I think Elichi is the best player in the world. Yep. Made some yeah, the best defense in the league has to go say that. Left back, I've got your doggy. I think the thing about your doggy, which underrated, is you know he's not great positionally, but he always finds a way, like a Wamba Saka to like, or like your Atarik Mitchell to like <laughs> slide in and just get the ball out of nowhere. He's got that closing pace. If he gets the output in terms of like. Across in his game, could be seen one of the best fullbacks in a long time. So a doggy at left back, Saliba Van Dyke again. Saliba probably the Rolls Royce, the new Rolls Royce of the Premier League. Van Dyke again, best defence in the league. He keeps, he's a captain of the best team in the league. Probably the captain in this in this team for me. Um, closes down spaces, back to that best. Like you were saying, he might be out a pitcher, but also he's backing in pitcher with his great slide, tackle, a block, and he leads that back line. Yep. Time to sacrifice the Trent next to him. Um, I've got Walker right back. So, again, right backs sounds a bit like who am I going to put no, in.
1: I, I can see that. I don't think really I have Walker's, any debates with that.
0: Walker's played most games, I think, or almost all games for City this season. The Prem haven't been great defensive. They've conceded you know, the odd goal here and there, which is unlike City, but probably their most consistent defender in terms of just playing. Like I say, a lot if you're a City player that plays a lot of games. Then I've got Rice and Rodri. I couldn't imagine. Imagine these two at you know, six. You're not going to get past the, the midfield no, at definitely all. definitely not. There's no way, no chance in hell. And they've both got goals in them as well. My number ten, again, it would be Madison if he was playing, but I've gone with DeCore as my number ten. I like it. Probably not I think it's as, a weird one, like I say, one of the
1: three twin towers. I in the we going We've got three like, you're six not losing your head off.
0: No, and we've got physical midfield, but you know, Cole Palmer could be in there, could put Paquetta in there. I've just gone with Decore to be a little bit yeah. different. Such a good player though. Right now, such a good player. And that midfield three, as you said, I don't think you're gonna dribble past it or go, nah, go bypass. is like midfield. a six, really, as well. Yeah, exactly. So you've got basically three sixes in there. And then my front three, I've gone boring. It basically all the top scores. We got Sun, twelve goals, five assists. Harlan fourteen goals, four assists. And Salah, twelve goals, seven assists. As my front three.
1: Yeah, I don't have any problems with you putting Harland. I just put it more based off you've gone form purely. Yeah, like with this, it's the last. It's the it was, last six months. Yeah, and I know Harland had fourteen goals, but like, <laughs> he's. I, I don't. Think, it's a viewpoint thing. Huh? I don't so, think he's been as good as. Bowen this year And I think That's a very Very fair
0: view That's bro. a valid point Because I think yeah, Bowen's been form- as Out of his skin In a pragmatic team That doesn't score many goals And he's no, scoring it So so I guess we get yeah, We've basically got Most of the same players We've got a different Striker A different cam And different right back But other than that I think we agreed in the rest of them yeah. So that's good from us Considering If Flynn was Yeah I reckon He would have a Very different team We always seem to Have someone who's Different on the couch But uh, that was good Nonetheless um, Next game was Bournemouth 3 Oh Tottenham 3 Bournemouth 1 Quickly just fly over this. Tottenham just Too back warm. at home, do what they're yeah. doing best. Too good. Tough on Bournemouth though. They had some good chances. Just, just couldn't convert in front yeah. of goal. Still very happy what Bournemouth are doing. The Bournemouth are making to in this corner. Um, next on the West Ham. I'm going to get a Bournemouth chef over my shoulder next. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one's Fulham 2, Arsenal 1. have touched on it a little bit. Arteta out. <laughs> there was fans on TikTok. Arsenal fans like... This is why I never trust Arteta. I going to be honest. No, they, I
1: actually had an Arsenal fan yeah. message me and go, "This is what I've been talking about with like Arteta. Like I think with the players we've got, if we don't get a trophy this year, they ha- I'm not saying he wasn't saying to sack him, but there has to be a lot of questions with him. Like the the team they've got, they are uh, they're definitely squad wise the second best team in the Prem. Yes, yeah, you've looked at the deficiencies in City this year with the injuries. This was their time to pounce, and that's what I think Arsenal fans. Mm. Really can't take at the moment. But we talk about their squad, but 50% of their squad had one good season. So, like, I, I we've seen one good season from so many Prem players. And I'm not saying they're bad players, but you look at the people like Martinelli. Martinelli didn't really do much before last year, yeah? No. You've seen him go down. I think sometimes you can just go through a really, really good year of... like. Leicester did it a whole year. You, I'm yeah. not saying Arsenal aren't Leicester, okay? No, yeah. So anyone that wants to abuse me in the <laughs> comments, Arsenal aren't Leicester. But what I am saying is there's a few players there. Like, you look at like the Zinchenkos of the world. I don't think he's been as good as last no. year, nowhere no. near rubbish. And yeah. there was a reason City sold him.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's
1: a City reject. He's Zeus, yeah. a city reject. Yeah. Martinelli, one good season. Saka, okay, he's had a couple good seasons, so yeah. I'll let him off. Okay, Rice has been very good. Mm. Erdegaard Like a 22 year old Is your captain Yeah worked last year But again He's out of form Like There's a lot of questions You start messing around With your goalkeeper Yeah Like I don't know But I had a field day On um, on Friday morning I was just getting ready To go down to Dunsborough And I was actually Watching the game Because I got up Nice and early And I was like because okay. Flynn gave Flynn gave it to Mavropanos <laughs> last week, and when he put that header through, header in clean sheet, in Greek god.
0: I was like, oh, <laughs> my <that>? man, <laughs> my man was that. But you're right though. Like, there's no experience in that team. No, there's no. I, I, I rise the a leaders leader.
1: though. The leaders r- aren't
0: leaders that have won stuff though. R- and you're well, not going
1: to go, well, Rice, when i won the conference league, like, that's, not, but that's not a leader to go with. I'm not going to. Rice is the leader. I was going to say, he's West out Ham. Out that's leader. A big no, program. he's an out and out leader, but like, you can't tell me. This was always the question marks with Arsenal, and their squad is unbelievable on paper. But is it unbelievable on paper because of how well
0: they did last year? I was say, it's a bit of that, and it's a bit of like they just don't have a clinical final third edge. They rely so much on the wingers to do a lot, and like I've said <laughs> a lot with different clubs your wingers can't always do everything. You need a striker to put the ball in the back of the net. So whether it be Oshman or Tony, you need a striker to give you a presence. Because right now, Jesus and Ketia was basically invisible for 90 minutes. And what happened in that game was Jaapelina just overpowered them. And that's a problem. If you've got Jaapelina and then Suchet the game before, Alvarez the game before, overpowering your midfield, I think Alvarez probably did number on that midfield actually as well. That's a problem. Because Arsenal's... Identity comes from possession play, from playing in triangles in midfield, solid defence, and then wingers that would score goals. Why wing is not scoring your goals? That midfield's getting overrun, well, and you can not scoring over... you no know goals, and the other ones. Uh, I said, Saka's been very good. I think we can't, we can't forget that Saka's been like remarkable for them this year. Yeah, so like he continues to perform at a high level. You can't. Really... I don't know if he's been remarkable. He's not backing up what he did last year. Oh, the numbers are still pretty impressive. The numbers are still.
1: Yes, he's been good. I'm not going to have a goal at Saka, but I'm saying you can't back him to say he's had a better season or even on past oh, it's season. Oh, he's not
0: better than last year, but the fact that he's still at a level that's yeah, where he yeah. is.
1: But I've, I think, like, were we too. To go and say that they were going to challenge City, who we know what City have done so often, yeah. and even the likes of Liverpool who have rejuvenated their team and stuff, were we a bit.
0: Were we overrating them a little bit, or Maybe. do you not think so? It might have been naive. But I still think they've got something. They still got something in them. They just need to make a signing trend. We
1: talking about two games. Yeah, but those two games, in my opinion, have ruined their season.
0: That's yeah. I still think yeah. De- for me, I've always I've, I've always had the advocate that Liverpool were the next in line, and now I'm definitely saying Liverpool are the next one or probably the favourite now. I just think oh, you, you can't say they're the favourite. What two points ahead of City? I'm pretty sure no five five of the five game. five of the game. Two, of the game yeah, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I, that game I, hands. I, I still like I still like Liverpool's. Way they're structured up. No, I, I do as well. I just feel like Liverpool got a lot of vulnerabilities, which. But I think they can cover for that. Whereas Arsenal's vulnerability, which is goals, I don't think we can see that fixed because Sack is doing what he has to do. I think Sack is doing enough. Maybe it has to be more for Murder Guard, but we've seen number 10 scoring your goals isn't sustainable. You know, you need a striker. You need to go and spend 130 I think on
1: that Last year, people were a bit, like, unaware of how good Arsenal were. And you actually see the change in, like, how teams have have played, like, they're just sitting mm. so deep. I'm not saying they didn't do that last year, but it's a whole different, like, I think they've found a consistency from teams and just copying, it's like, the West Ham type of thing. And the respect You get yeah. respect yeah. that good. Yeah. It's the type of thing, like, because they're getting the respect, it's
0: not helping Yeah, it's not helping them. <laughs> it's, I think it's purely as though, you get a striker, I think it changes things. So whether I it be Tony, whether it be I don't think they're creating enough. But you, you, you create a lot more when you've got a striker that can help out, hold the play up and, and play on and yeah, but play hold the play on.
1: They can't get. What they do is it's just like they can't get the ball to that striker. It's just like they do this massive like, semi-circles from I know, I know. right winger, right but back, and it goes back around. you cross the
0: ball into the box if you've got somebody who can had to hit the ball. That's
1: literally at the moment their only plan of attack, crossing the ball in the box. They like, don't,
0: but they, don't, they can't cross into the box because there's got no one to head the yeah, ball. Yeah, I know. If you have Osterman, if you have Tony, They've just and got too many players days.
1: out of form, to my opinion. And to be honest, if you're an Arsenal fan, you probably go in you look at it and go, if we've got all these players out of form and we're still yeah. on 39 points. Yeah. No, 40, 40, 40 points. 40, 40 points. We've got all these people out of form and we're on we're on 40 points. Imagine if they get into form. So yeah. Is you, it, there's definitely there's definitely a huge upside, but you start to like. I, I know it's so early on and We're very reactionary. We start to go to Arteta and go, well, eighth, eighth, fifth, second. What's he? He could finish like fourth this year. What's three losses in five
0: games? That's the thing. Fourth.
1: He could finish fourth this year. Look, do you go next season and go if he doesn't bring home a trophy? It's kaput. Do you say it or not? (sighs) Maybe, maybe. So you think they finish fourth this season and they don't bring home a trophy? Do you not think with the squad they have, they've got a window at the moment with that squad that. You've got to win a Champions Could've League wins, or yeah. a Prem. You've, you've got to, yeah. and I'm sh- not talking about winning a, I'm not talking about winning a Carabao Cup either. Like you've got to win a Champions League or a Prem with ta- I'm not telling saying you got to go have a dynasty. Not I just,
0: I just think though that you can't you can't just go sack a because No, what there's not real talented managers out there right now. You can't. I, I as much as people can meme and Arteta oh, and all this stuff. No, but I'm not <laughs> saying to sack the manager. I'm just saying if this and this happens, which yeah, no. Is very I, much if buts. Maybe you give him you give him this year. And next year.
1: Oh, no, I'm not saying yeah. you sack him next year. I'm saying if yeah. you finish fourth,
0: no trophy. The biggest and is the then point. you go
1: into next year, or possibly even, you never even know if, if this form like continues, finish outside Champions League, have no Champions League next year, which I, I think is really, really unlikely. Well, well,
0: well, Tottenham at one point behind them. I mean, Tottenham's already gone through their injury crisis. Yeah, so, so
1: you don't finish in the top four, and then you look at um, next year, they don't win a trophy again. I'm not saying the sack in mid-season next year, but like... You've got questions asked. Questions will be asked. Yeah. And that's I'm telling with you, the they, they don't at least push it to the end this year. There will be a lot of questions already from this year. Oh, he won't get the sack. Don't get me wrong. But there will be a lot of questions. Think,
0: yeah, Arsenal fans are getting tired of... The, and I'm I'm getting tired of just seeing them just ball games out. Go not be more... Go and push numbers forward. I think... I generally think... If you have an option down the middle, you can cross the ball and change the style. Because Ryan has to be past the lines, play these little intricate triangles, yeah. beat teams by out them, out-possessing them. And you know what? You're right. People sit in deep. They'll break the bat. If you've got good defenders and an informed CDM or a holding player, you can, you can This is why I'm
1: big on, like, I don't know completely if... Look, these managers seem to get an ideology, which is really, really strong and prominent, but they seem to not have... Other ways, no you've seen it with like City probably before when they get into a Champions League final mm-hmm. or they get into these like big games at the end. You saw it so much in the Champions League where you got teams because in the Premier League the teams that used to play counter attack were crap teams and they might sting a point here and there, but they weren't good teams. But when you get like the teams like Real. Who have quality everywhere and they sit back and just ca- are capable yeah. of soaking in it. You start to go, like, do these teams just have this amazing ideology and no backup plan?
0: It might be. Like, they, they might need a backup like,
1: plan. It seems like they're so strong on this current, like, tiki taka. It, it's a phase. Like You actually see it in footy as well. Whoever that best team is, everyone seems to follow. Yeah. That's not necessarily the best way. Like, those teams that end up following, Are the ones that actually don't do anything. It's the team that comes up with now this new ideology. That can beat it. Yeah. That beat it. It's always a new ideology that like literally like makes the other teams unaware of what's going on. You look at a little bit of Arsenal last year, everyone was unaware of how good Arsenal was. And now like the respect factor comes in. Mm. You need to basically, unless you're a city. Who are just so good For you to go and do something I feel like you have to count You have to basically I still think
0: The Arsenal way is the right way They just might not have The final piece of the puzzle yet And I think It's a a bad period But you still You still I'm not saying I'm
1: not saying it's the wrong way It's definitely a way That's improved their football
0: I I just think No I think if you try and revert to I I agree on the backup plan But I think you just change the I think you keep at it And you literally Sign one striker And everything changes I just think of it
1: Back in the day when you I are mean, at the, thing the is Fergusons and stuff. We're not back to, in the day, Yeah, though. but they used to last minute attacks, how many times like teams would like roll the dice and stuff. But they'd roll the dice with a complete different like thing, like that always worked. Like you chuck this person on. They always had these people like if we're not winning, if we're drawing, if we're losing, this is what we do. It seems like, oh we just got the same players that come on. Trossard comes on. and he does it. Whether you win, losing or draw, and they come on and they do the same thing. And they're the same type of player as a Havertz. Or they're the same type of
0: player as a, this person. It doesn't That's, seem like there's a bit of variety. It's I don't know. I think it's a bit hard though. Because I think Trossard and Kerti, all these guys are great bench players. They're great. I think any team would take this as a bench players. Yeah, I don't know. And they do go a bit more direct. But yeah, I think it's, yeah. Their plan B is there. It's just... I think it's just one player. Fair enough. It's just one player. Um, The final game... Liverpool 4 and Newcastle 2 continue to boss at the league at the moment. Liverpool are doing better than the rest. They're, they're making like more a goals. Of They're the best defence in the league, the best attack in the league. They've got the best player right now in Mo Salah. Endo's week after week proving that he is one of the top midfielders in the league as well. We've got Curtis Jones putting in a shift as well. They've somehow worked out how to deal with their no left-back either. And they're just playing great football. And in this game, you know what, the two goals like I can say, they'll be... Filthy with Because I just didn't react so I think both times I were both Caught off after goals But what happened In this match Was Liverpool boss 90 minutes And Newcastle Had two good plays Because I think The touch yeah. in the box Was 70 to 8 Touches in box So that goes to show Where the game was Salah missed the penalty As well Could have been 5-2 Like this game As much as it looked Close I guess I'm Paying 4-2 It was always One way of Liverpool And I think I think we've seen them separate themselves this weekend.
1: I, I, I would agree with you. I think I finally said... I, or not finally, but I said a couple of weeks ago that I just needed a little bit more from Liverpool. I was always really, like, promised by the um, outlook that it was showing mm. over the first, like, 15 weeks, maybe. Yeah. But I said I just didn't see enough. I didn't see enough in the fact that those players off the bench, I feel like they had a couple of injuries. Like The players that are so... Prominent for them get injured. They don't seem to have that great depth, and I was really big on oh, they're leaking too many goals. They're leaking too many goals, and you say they've now got the most clean sheets in the most clean sheets, most least conceded as well. So, so least yeah, least conceded. So they're proving me wrong in that aspect, which I think is some a reason why I'm happy now to say that they definitely are a title contender, which I wasn't happy to say Mm. before. And I think that comes with two things. Firstly, I think you're seeing the defence is a lot more solid. Yeah. And the second thing is obviously just the continuation of wins whilst other teams aren't. But you have to understand from my point of view, what they were doing those first 15 weeks and how many points they were picking up from behind was never going to work throughout the whole 38 games. There seems to be a bit of a switch there, which you did say that if... That I'm, but I'm expecting yeah. that to change a little bit. But I was just saying that if that continues, I don't think they'll be able to con- to get the same amount of points they got from the first 15 or 16 games that they will from the last 20 games doing that same effort. Yeah.
0: But that yeah. was more my... Th- that's the thing, that It's nothing with the Arsenal thing, though, where you say, oh, they're getting points from these positions. But... If you can win games like they do, and I think it's more sustainable because they in these games where they're normally bossing the game anyway. So that goes—that's a tick in my mind. Then you win at Anfield; like they don't lose at Anfield anymore. So that's another tick. And then you've got probably one of the top two centre backs in the league at the back. You've got the most informed forward in the league in Salah, who's breaking records left, right, and centre. And then you go to midfield with McAllister in there, which he's energetic. It's the traditional it's like clock midfield, just an energetic and the thing was this game here, as much as a one goal game for the counter attack. The ability to transition from defense to attack in terms of the way they spring the ball around and play possession, it's just it's exciting to see. It's no more simple passes with simple midfielders. Okay. They're extra they're extravagant midfielders who might not be as big or solid enough to be the proper number six, but they can play through lines, they can create from deep, they've got proper playmakers from deep positions, and that allows Salah and that allows Nunes and that allows Diaz, all these different chances. They had to XG of 7.5 last year Yeah, it was, I think, the highest XG ever, ever. in Premier League. Like, like, um, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: It, it, it's amazing what <laughs> Liverpool have done this yeah. season, to be honest. After such a... Oh, oh, I wouldn't know such a low, but a low last year. Disappointing. Yeah, yeah. quite a disappointing year. They, he's seen Klopp to grab a couple of signings and revamp the team. He's not probably playing the exact same game plan that he did a couple of seasons right. ago. Yeah. He's just... Revamped it, done it. He's tinkered. Tinkered. Yeah, yeah. tinkered with the squad. And like it just shows how good of a manager Klopp is. Yeah. Because he continually proves people like myself wrong. <laughs> like, I know Klopp is a good manager, but I'm just like, oh nah, they're leaking too many, or the defense is crap, or they don't have this. Yeah. Or Trent is too advanced and Van Dyke can't cope with it anymore. Yeah. Or yeah. something along these lines. But he continually finds answers, which is something that I don't think Arteta has found yet. That's Klopp always extent. has the answers. Yeah. yeah. Arteta is has a really good game plan,
0: but doesn't always have the answers. And that's the big thing. The the way that he went against what he's been doing for the last what five years at Liverpool, which is high press, high press, high press, turn the ball over, then go and play with yeah. Milners and Hendersons. Now you've got you know a bit more Showtime, McAllister and Gravenberch and you know who you know has been up and down, but recent weeks has refound that form as well. And it, and and maybe to your point, if they do find a Proper number six for like 50 60k 50 uh, 50 mil during really January. Really then, what doesn't stop them from being do
1: they need it though? With Trent coming into midfield every game, so Trent basically Ma- starts a right back up. He, he, as we've argued so many times, Trent really plays 70%
0: of his game in the middle of the park. Well, I say he'd probably he's a right center back at the moment, and whoever plays right center backs playing right back that's basically the way without yeah. with the ball, that's to look like. But if you get and like a out-out number six, a bigger guy, maybe just to play the games they need it, where they might need to go up against Everton, or they might need to go up against a City to match up with Rodri. I still think McAllister going do the job, but then that sort of blocks that sort of point off. It gives you another dimension tap-off. that exactly. they don't
1: currently have. So it's another dimension, and you're always looking at strengthening your squad. Absolutely. Like, the biggest flaw I've had with the Liverpool squad is their depth, and you can bring in a solid number six who doesn't necessarily need to play every week, no. but... Would be a good reinforcement in those games, maybe against those bigger clubs when yeah. you got beautiful playmakers like KDB, yeah. like Bruno, like Erdegaard playing, like Paqueta playing. Yeah. Like that could be where it really helps.
0: Whether they'll be off the bench, whether they'll be starting. And even Gravenburger off the bench. I'm surprised he's not playing more minutes, because he's been yeah, very, very good. Um, another win for them. So three they go five points clear of City, two points clear of three points clear of Villa. So five Basically five points at the top. We're not thinking Villa's giving Man City a second spot at the current point in time. Yeah. Good spot to be at twenty, you know, twenty games. You got last eighteen games. You've got City at home. You've got Arsenal away. You've got Manchester United away. Who are the big clubs. They've got probably got, they've got Chelsea at home as well. So and Tottenham at home as well. So they've got some bigger games predominantly at home. They'll be you know thinking maybe people aren't saying they're not in the box seat. I think they're in position one because they are in position one that's why I'm putting them because City obviously will come in you know three or four weeks time but yeah. right now they're the team five points clear I don't care how many games they're still five points clear We you know the Premier League we've taken a whole episode about how balanced and even it is yeah we've just seen it so many times with City and the fact that City yeah. are only five points down <laughs> the in a game in hand
1: yeah. you, like you, you have to put them as favourite and that's the reason the bookies the bookies are usually <laughs> right They're <laughs> not
0: normally wrong yeah, yeah. Newcastle uh, five losses in the last six Premier League
1: games as well. Yeah, Eddie Howe's getting a lot of questions at the moment. I think he's really under the pump. Like, we talk about how Ten Hag is getting mm. so much pressure, but that's just because United. You're always going to get yeah. the additional pressure when you're Man United. You're the biggest club in the world, the biggest <laughs> brand in the world. Yeah. Like, I think Newcastle has been equally as bad as United. Yeah, the same sort of injuries as well. Key defenders go down. And he has been there for a long time now, so you can't use the potch
0: effect either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Newcastle fans are expecting as well. They, they have expectations now.
1: But yeah, again, he's another one that... I don't know how quickly you can get your expectations so high as Newcastle when you came from such a low position. Especially That's the what relegators. I'm saying. I, yeah, think, yeah. I think definitely, like, you can't settle for crap. Yeah, But... Realistically, if they finish like, top seven after the year they had last year, they played Champions League this year, uh, it's obviously a step down, but yeah. sometimes you have to take a step down to go two steps up. Exactly.
0: They probably don't need Europe next year to make some signings. No. So whether it be Europa League or Conference, just any sort of Europe, just so you can get some of the signings in. Yeah, because exactly. If you've got money to spend but you can't spend it, because you. that's like with Chelsea. Like I don't think once they're back in Champions League, the players they'll be getting back in will be ridiculous. Yeah, so that's the thing. You I think you've got to keep an eye and just scrape in. Especially with Brighton turning the form, West Ham and Tottenham as well. So got to find a way to get Zang Definitely, in there. Yeah. But as you said, if Botman and the other guys come back, you'll fix it up. All right, finishing quickly with winners and losers. Um, I'll kick us off with the winner. What well, is the touch of him, Anthony Langeth, for probably my winner. Shutting up his critics in terms of Manchester United coaching staff or Eric Hag, yeah. whatever. He was passionate. He got the win. He proved everyone right. And, you know, he came to be a winner for me in terms of his development as a player. Like he was a good player with no output in terms of the final pass or the final shot. But now he's got that shot, got goals and him, he's got assists in his game. And he's proved he's probably one of the top, you know, wingers going around the Premier League. The Premier League, in terms of its spectacle, like,
1: I think the whole thing itself is just yeah. a winner. Like, <laughs> the we, way, yeah. Well, yeah, we've seen why the Premier League clubs, like, aren't going into the Super League, mm. because they don't want to lose what they currently have. Like, there are a lot of other clubs who probably are at the moment where they're like, oh, I don't care if I get kicked out of the La Liga. I don't yeah. care if I get kicked out of the Serie a because I need it. Mm. They don't want to lose the Premier League no. because the Premier League is such a money grab at the moment. Yep. Like, it would be such a big risk for them to lose it, which is testament to what, what the Premier League is at the moment because yeah. it's not just an English league. It's a global brand.
0: Best managers, best players, yep. best broadcasters, sort of Most thing. money. <laughs> money talks in the money, day. It money does, talk. it does. With the Premier League clubs the first to decline the Super League in like seconds. Hey, eh? everyone was out. In a yeah, I, I think
1: as soon as the like the fact that
0: they get kicked out of the
1: PL, yeah. it's like straight away. It's like look how much. I know that they will make a lot of money eventually when a Super League does come because I yeah. think it will happen eventually. Yeah, but I think
0: it's too much of a risk at the moment with how much money they're making. Yeah. In the and considering some of the clubs are sitting 8th in the Prem or ninth in the Prem, you can't really just leave the Prem if you're not, you're really a top side. Exactly, type. exactly. Um, the loser, I'm going to go Eric Ten Hag, unfortunately. Um, another loss, poor subs, new off, starting Anthony, all these sort of things. And the pressure, it was there, now it's really starting to you know, topple on. As much as we're trying to be here from a fair and even standpoint, the media aren't always like that, fans aren't always like that. When you make these sort of substitutions, that's... Basically sort of lose to the game and playing players that aren't informal or not playing well. I know there's some players out, but for me, your point of view, is when the media starts piling pressure on it continually, you start getting worried. I think from the weekend with all that's happened, it's probably the biggest loser to come out of it. Hopefully he can bounce back in the FA Cup. But yeah, eyes are on Eric Ten Hag at the moment.
1: Declan Rice going <laughs> Yes. Going back.
0: Yes.
1: Going back yes. and getting dominated by his old team. Even yeah. in the even in the midfield battle himself, like mm. he didn't look himself. Our friends look the better one. Yeah, so... Your man, Edson. That, like, <laughs> obviously the West Ham, like, strategy that game was to get all five, since they played five midfielders, yeah, five traditional midfielders, and just, like, surround him. And that seemed to work yeah. like a wonder.
0: And, yeah, that was a really good sight to behold. <laughs> That's kind of funny. No, that was, that was good as well. Yeah, first few times, you know, Arsenal and Neckland Rice being shaky. Um, quickly, game is tonight. West Ham, Brighton. Yep. Prediction? West Ham 2, Brighton 0. <sighs> The West Ham result. I'll be interested Let us know in the comment section down below if you're still here. What's your thoughts on Brighton, West Ham? Could be interesting, because Brighton in good form. West Ham. Could West Ham just look too could good. Could they get up room. the table if they win the game? That's, Above nah. No, nah, they're six behind Tottenham. So they could see they could nail down six though. Yeah, exactly. Be very interesting. Anyway. Great another week. Long one this one, but good one nonetheless. Thank you for joining Thank us, you. mate. Flynn actually in the comments as well, just um what should we comment? Blond Flynn. Blond Flynn, yeah. Blond Flynn. Flynn. if you stayed all the way through. Blondie, Blondie. Blond, yeah, Blondie or Blonde Flynn in the comments yeah. down below. And also let us know your predictions for Brighton, West Ham. That all being said, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys. Actually, later this week, got a special episode yep. cut out later this week. Another Whitehead's episode, so two in one week. And we'll see you guys then. Peace out. Thank you.